And hello, everybody. Welcome to The Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead. Happy to be here with you today. It is Monday, October 25th, 2021. I hope you're all well. I hope you're all well. There is so much happening as usual. We're going to get to some of it. I can't even cover it all anymore. It's a daily thing now where my inbox is full, my social media is full, my messaging boxes are full. There's so much happening, but it's all good. It's a mixed bag, but we're going to talk about a lot of positive things that are happening as well. I named the show Checkmate. All they've got left is fear. I think it speaks for itself. I know everybody's got their own take on all this stuff, but I'm going to tell you what my take is because it's my show and that's what we do. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Hello, DLive. Greetings from Argentina. Hello. All right, let me just settle in here, guys. Let's get comfy. I hope you were able to catch the latest chapter in my new documentary series, Cult of the Medics. Oh, mute that. How's, how's it going, Foxhole? Good to see you. Good, good, good. We're good to go on Rockfin as well. And Twitch, very nice. Chapter four, Cult of the Medics. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and all kinds of late nights into that one. I hope it resonated. I hope it did its job. Trying to give you guys some ammo in the fight for truth, freedom, and justice. Put a little artistic spin on it. Provoke emotion. Provoke feeling. Provoke thinking. Most importantly. And uh, I just want to let you guys know something about that. I did have an issue with the Rumble link. Thank you to those who were reaching out to me. Um... It was pretty crazy because the Rumble link hit like over 3,000 views pretty quickly, which is pretty big for me on Rumble. Um, and then I had to delete the file because for some weird reason, the file got glitched and it only had about an hour and 18 minutes. So it missed the end. It's missing the end. You need the end. Uh, so I have fixed it. So if you go to Rumble now, you follow my account, please follow me over there. I think I got like a couple hundred followers on Rumble. It's been just frustrating as all hell to try to re continually rebuild my audience every time I get booted from somewhere. So please go follow me on Rumble if you are over there on Rumble. Um, I put all my stuff up there and all the Cult of the Medics are there. I've also put them up on BitChute and also Brighteon. I think I have like 20 followers on Brighteon, but I'm putting it everywhere I possibly can because if any of these channels go down, we need to have backups. And I have also uploaded the actual raw mp4 file for the trailers for the bonus chapter for the all four chapters i have put them up i'm using mega mega nz i think they're from new zealand they're similar to dropbox only not as woke and um so i've posted for chapter four at least i just finished putting all the other chapters up there but for chapter four i've Post it on the Cult of the Medics Telegram channel. Just go find it, Cult of the Medics. Go follow that channel, please. Uh, especially if you want the updates. I have posted a link to the raw MP4 file. So you can watch it offline. You can publish it on your own channels. I have included in that post um, what I'm requesting that if you do publish it on your channel or you do a watch party or you share it out like that, that you um, just include the links, the website, the sponsor, um, our amazing apparel line and uh, then yeah go for it we got to get this out as far and wide as we can 
because we are in an information war and boy is it getting thick so that's that um let me just quickly go through some announcements of what i've been doing as of late for those of you who are new and are just jumping in i'm getting a lot of messages by the way that i'm people are like i just found you i just found you i just found your show um a lot of people in canada as well so welcome and uh so i just want to show you guys what has been going on on this channel uh, right before we kick things off here so let me just zip over to my site oh why is that still playing okay and i'll just i got everything listed there so if you ever need to catch up on the joneses with the truth warrior stuff you can go over to dwtruthwarrior.com that is my main website let me just get rid of all this stuff so dwtruthwarrior.com just to give you a recap one of the uh, monumental interviews that I did. Well, actually I had last week was crazy. It was so crazy guys. I barely slept, but we got a lot done. And on the Monday, I don't, what did we have it posted here somewhere? It's probably posted on my episodes, but on Monday I interviewed a Canadian professor. Um, he's a, he's an expert on the human brain and he had an amazing, uh, interview, I think. And so you can, you can get all those on my Rockfin channel, my Rumble. Also, if you just like listening, you don't want to sit there and actually watch, you can get me on Podbean and iTunes. iTunes has never censored me. I'm very impressed. Thank you, Apple, owned by Vanguard. Uh, anyways, so yeah, you can get all those over there. But this uh, Wednesday show was really, really good as well. Corporal Daniel Bulford. This is going pretty viral in Canada right now. I'm happy to see that. He did a really, really outstanding interview, in my opinion. And a shout out to those over at Mounties for Freedom. And it's Mounties, number four, freedom.ca is their website. I'm going to be going there in a minute because they have just released an open letter that I just want to go through with you. It's some really cool stuff that's happening. It's growing really, really fast over there. And uh, so, yeah, just wanted to point this one out. Go check out this interview right here, Mounties for Freedom. This one is one of those shows that you can share easily with your family, your friends, the people you're trying to wake up to what's going on. Um, and so, yeah, very, very powerful. And then, of course, Chapter 4, Cult of the Medics. You can find it all linked right here. Cultofthemedics.com is the official site. And uh, we have this incredible new line that I partnered up with the great folks over at Rise Attire USA. You can check them out, riseattireusa.com. I've got my own special link over there, so you can go forward, or forward slash cult of the medics. And the whole line is available. Look at this artwork they've done. Just so stunning, look at that. All made in America, top quality, colors never fade, the logos don't peel off, Really, really good stuff, and I'm so impressed with what they've done. They really took the initiative on this one. We didn't have to edit any of this. I'm just like, it's a wrap. Do it. That's the one. <laughs> so, and yes, I had some questions. People were like, uh, does it help support the show if we per? Yes, absolutely. It supports Truth Warrior. This supports Cult of the Medics. This supports Rise Attire and other uh, the other Patriot platforms like Foxhole. Um, this is so. This is a a win-win and of course these logos are so cool you can definitely wear this and they are the number one conversation starters in my opinion 
And speaking of that, let me uh, come out of here real quick. I do still have their amazing little video loaded up that I want to show you. It's so good. It's one minute. Check this out, guys. That is so slick. I love that video. They, they did such a good job. So uh, shout out to Rise of Rock. Please go check it out, guys. I can't wait to get a handle on it myself. So uh, hopefully we got some in the mail. Um, what else should I go through with you really quickly here? Let me just go back to my share. We'll get into today's good stuff. So yes... Cult of the Medics, uh, we still got this great clip from Dr. Byron Bridal. Just trying to put up quick little easy videos for you guys to share out. Um, yeah, I think that's about it with that. Now, just an update following up from Mounties for Freedom. I was really happy to see this. Someone literally just sent this to me. Uh, Keenan from the Counter Signal, Rebel News in Canada, has picked up on this story. Um, regarding Corporal Bullford here. So they titled this Trudeau's personal sniper has had enough. <laughs> Catchy title. So they just did a nice little article here. Justin Trudeau has landed himself in hot water with the elite squad of police officers trained to protect the prime minister at all costs. Corporal Daniel, Daniel Bulford, the man behind the sniper rifle and spokesman for Mounties for Freedom, spoke exclusively with the counter signal to discuss why he is prepared to leave his job before complying with Trudeau's authoritarian type behavior. So uh, he posted that on Twitter. Go check it out. I'm really happy that um, a big platform like Rebel News and Counter Signal picked up on that. Uh, you're welcome, guys. <laughs> Give me a call. I'd love to come and check you guys out. Um, but anyways, that was that's awesome. And I'm so happy that we have more eyes getting on these stories. So now in Canada, we have two official police organizations. Um, where is my freak? There we go. Two official police organizations that are fighting back against this tyranny in this country. Um, and I've interviewed folks from both of them. I had an interview earlier on this year with Police on Guard for Thee. A shout out to them. They're another great organization of active and retired police officers in Canada that are standing up for freedom and the Charter of Rights and Constitution and calling out the government, the health officials, and all the others who are in a gross violation of the law. And they're actually in the middle of a lawsuit that they're trying to push forward. 
And I just wanted to do a special mention for them because I got a lovely thank you card from them in the mail. And it's actually signed by the founders of the organization. And not only that, but they sent me my very own medallion. And it's legit, guys. I'm taking this as like some kind of medal of honor in the war for truth here. That's how, that's how I'm taking it. It's, it's heavy. It's really nice. Check that out. It's got the parliament on the back. So thanks, guys. And thank you for standing up, for having the courage to speak the truth. We need more like you. It's important that we lit that fire so that other police officers in this country who were on the fence or who felt like they were alone, now they know they're not alone. So Canada, good job on that. Two police organizations that are openly fighting against what's going on. I was very happy to be a part of helping to bring that forward. So I'm, I'm thrilled about that. And really good to see that now it's getting even bigger traction in Canadian media. So that's good news. And that's part of the sort of theme of what we're talking about today. We're going to keep it positive uh, because there is a lot of positive things going on. That whatever the forces are behind all of this, whatever you want to call them, they all have names and addresses, but whoever's doing this to us, to the world, I think they're on the back foot. And I think it's already checkmate. And is it going to get nasty? Are they going to get nasty? Actually, they're going to get nastier than we've ever seen because they're going to be having a lot of heat coming their way continually because more and more people are waking up to what's happening every single second of every single day and they know it. And that clock is ticking. It is ticking. Tick-tock, Mr. Wick. Tick-tock. What's it ticking to? It's ticking to the Great Awakening. And that's the only way out of this. And we're never going to get everybody. In fact, we may still remain the minority. Although I think it's edging in our favor. But I, I don't have any other proof for that. I'm just, that's intuitive just based on everything I'm seeing collectively. Um, I'm happy about all these moves. And I'm staying really positive about this simply because of how long I've been in this game. How many times I've seen these little blips in the radar of of people finally paying attention and you know turning off the news and you know claiming their freedom and learning about what's really happened in this world and who really runs it and what's really going on those people were few and far between for the longest time because there was no real incentive for the average person especially in Canada to start paying attention to any of this kind of information about the global takeover the collapse of the financial system the planned collapse of the financial system um, some of these bigger events, basically trying to get average Canadians to not trust the media and the government is like pulling teeth. It's, it's pretty incredible, but this situation we're in with all this now forced mat or this vaccine passports and masks and all this stuff, it's providing an opportunity unlike we've ever had before to shine a light, not just on this, but on so many other things. And now people are starting to catch on. And it only takes one issue to wake people up to all the others, in my opinion. Because it's a domino effect. I mean, think about if you're listening right now and you have come to know that you shouldn't trust blindly and known liars and criminals. Um, 
and you come, you're coming to realize that you've been lied to, you're becoming to realize that you're being manipulated, that there's programs in effect of, uh, you know, psychological operations and things like that. And you're starting to see the effects of that. You're starting to realize that this is not just about us being at war with some virus, but that we're actually at war globally for our national sovereignty, for our freedom, for humanity, for so many different things. It's a spiritual and psychological war. And when you start realizing that, it's usually one issue that brings you in. Something finally walked across your doorstep, so to speak. Either affected your job, it affected your bank account, it affected your ability to travel, it affected your opinion on whether or not your vote actually counts, or whether or not our elections have been rigged top to bottom for probably decades at least. Um, you know, take your pick. Something finally came into your life that this was no longer about you just reading some different books and watching a few documentaries and going, oh, that's a pretty interesting history lesson. I never heard it like that before. Or, you know, oh, yeah, I've always known that, you know, the media massages information and spins stuff, but I didn't know it was this bad. It was, it's usually some little thing. And all of a sudden that door opens up and you see what's behind that door and just get a glimpse of it. And that little glimpse is all it takes, isn't it? For you to suddenly go, well, if that's where, if, if they're lying to me about that, what else are they lying to me about, you know? And that's what we've all been hoping for because we need to understand that we have a predator in our midst. We have a corruption problem, big time. Corruption almost doesn't even do, the word corruption doesn't even do it justice what's been going on. And so I'm trying to help kick the door open with this Cult of the Medic series. Um, I am trying to be rather delicate, but I'm slowly getting there so that we can really start to zoom back and see just how bad it is um, and how long it's been bad. And I'm not here to tell you all this stuff and share all this information on my channel to be a doom and gloomer. If you know anything about me and if you're new to this channel, you'll know that I am the eternal optimist. I am not here to give you a bunch of fear porn and uh, just tell you the bad news. I'm here to tell you the bad news so that we can get to the good news, which is the only reason it's bad news is because it was hidden and it wasn't known and it wasn't accepted by the general public. And so the general public, if they don't understand how this big geopolitical chess game works, if they don't understand the history of human farming, they don't understand the history of the medical industrial complex or the military industrial complex or the media industrial complex. If they don't understand that stuff, they don't know about the Vanguard, the Black Rocks, the, the, you know, the real story about the Epstein stuff. If they don't understand all that, it's going to continue unabated. So awareness is what wins. And so for me, when I sit back and the reason I'm so optimistic is... I have never, ever seen this level of resistance. I've never seen this level of people around me that would never have woken up to this, would never have gone, we have to win this, we have to expose this. People that are now, they're losing their jobs, so they're putting all their time and energy into fighting this. We've never seen that before. So as horrible as it is that so many people are losing their jobs, so many people are losing their businesses, so many people are losing their sanity. You start to think, what would have, 
what would have happened already had we not moved the needle this far? Had we not moved the needle on the Great Awakening to this point that we're at? We're not at the finishing line by a long shot, but look where we're at. You got to look at the battles we've won. We haven't yet won the big war, but we've won so many little battles and people, it's weird to me how so many people don't even want to talk about that. They just want to keep passing around doom and gloom fear porn. I've, I'm starting to feel like people are almost getting addicted to it. It's weird. Have you guys noticed this? Eternal pessimists running around like you wouldn't believe. And I get it. that I, That's how people feel when they look at this. But... What's that old Castaneda saying? You know, the warrior doesn't see things as blessings and curses. The warrior sees opportunities and challenges. So it's a mindset shift. It's not about pie in the sky, hopium stuff. This is about having the ability, the sight, the vision to see the big picture of what's really going on. And I don't have all the answers, but I'm doing my best to not just be with these little blinders on which are usually blinders that are created by your inner anxiety and your fear. And then we project, right? Humans project naturally, whatever's going on inside, we project it externally. So if you as an individual are suffering from anxiety and fear, and you have, and I'm not saying you're not, you suddenly are just going to magically not be afraid anymore or not have anxiety. I'm saying if you're not fighting that battle and winning that battle, be careful when you're out there transmitting this information to people because you are going to pollute the information and the delivery of the information when you're trying to wake people up with your own fear and anxiety. Does that make sense? It's not a, I'm not trying to smack you upside that. I'm just trying to say, this is my observation. I'm telling myself too, because there's days, trust me, where I just want to grab people and slap them 17 times and be like, wake up. Don't you see? How can you not see? It's like that meme where the guy's like prying open that girl's eyes. Like, watch, look at it. Watch the video. Watch it. Watch Dr. Robert Malone. Watch Dr. Peter McCullough. Watch these experts. Go watch that interview with Mounties for Freedom. Go watch it. Stop not watching it. <laughs> Turn off CNN and CBC. Their ratings are crashing. Have you seen it? Even Trump was trolling CNN the other day. And, and Joe Rogan, because Joe Rogan, now look at him, now he, even he, he used to be all like, oh, I don't know, maybe there's a conspiracy, maybe, no, I don't. And he's not so maybe anymore, is he? Because now he's the one who's the victim of the media's arrows. Because he went out and he, he took some horse dewormer, guys. That's what he did. He went to the veterinarian office and he grabbed some horse dewormer and... And he's now claiming that he recovered from the coronavirus. And this is how the media, and they're just trying to make fun of him and cut him down. And he's like, what do you, why is CNN actually flat out lying about me? Like, so now he's gone to war and he's calling out Sanjay Gupta and all these people. And that's going viral. That little scenario, that little drama is going viral. And people, trust me, people, a lot of people out there, they tune into Joe Rogan. And now they're like, they're watch they watched that episode happen. They watched that whole scenario happen. And now they're going, yeah, man, geez, CNN really did lie. We caught them. We watched it happen live. 
And that woke up more people. It woke them up to the fake news. Mockingbird situation. That's what this is. It woke them up to the fact that the media is picking and choosing, cherry picking, censoring, attacking. So the media is not doing the job of media and journalism where they go, oh, well, we've got this scenario over here where Joe Rogan took some kind of a therapeutic or a combination of things because I think he just took the Dr. Peter McCullough sort of pack, whatever the recommendation was. And so let's have him on. Let's have a fair, open discussion. We're looking for any possible solution out of this pandemic. So let's, let's have Joe Rogan come on our shows and let's give him fair airtime and let's, let's try to get to the bottom of this. Maybe we were wrong, right? Of course, that's not what they're doing. Who owns the media? Who finances the media top to bottom? Where does the allegiance lie? Trust me, the media today, the allegiance does not lie with true detective work and journalism, clearly. So people are catching on because of these things. And every time they censor somebody, every time they shut down these celebrities, and they got all these celebrities starting to come out, they're getting bolder and bolder and bolder because of what happened with Joe Rogan. You see that? So, you know, and so many other things. I mean, now that we've got these police organizations in Canada, and we've got plenty of alternative media in Canada now, there's people starting channels all the time. There's uh, a lot of great Canadian journalists right now. And they're getting more traction than CTV and CBC combined. How crazy is that? Have you gone and seen their ratings and their polls? Down the toilet they're going. So that's good news. To me, that's a sign of checkmate. Because how, where are they going to go, right? Like, I guess, let me get all the arguments on the table because I know you guys are all thinking different stuff here and I'm trying to still organize my thoughts on this. But someone mentioned to me the other day, because I'm always optimistic, right? I was talking to some people and someone brought up the argument. They're like, well, I, I'm with you. I want to be positive about everything because I do see some positive signs. But what if they're just hoodwinking us all and they're just waiting for the massive die-off from the shots and then they're just going to clean up the remainers and that's, that's, the, that's the end game. So they're just trying to delay this, delay this, delay this until they see an opportunity and then it's just, you know. And I, I, I get that mentality, I get it, but I still have this thing inside me that says, well, strategically, why would they make their big moves like that to start rounding everybody up and throwing them in concentration camps and taking their children away from them and doing all these things? Why would they do that when, like at a point where more people were waking up? Like, why wouldn't they have done that before when less people were awake? Right? Like why, why do it now at the worst time when there's millions and millions and millions of people in the streets, there's all kinds of stuff going on. We've got people from every possible sector of our society speaking out against this, critiquing the government, pushing lawsuits, pushing everything you can possibly imagine. Why would they wait until that was at a peak before they start making a move? And then my other thing was, isn't Australia the place in the world or one of the places and not all of Australia by the way only a certain sections because I've got friends in Australia and they're like you know yeah Melbourne certain sections Victoria yes 
it's Nazi Germany, but elsewhere, I go into cafes without masks. There's nobody Gestapoing me. So it depends where you are in Australia. This is what I've heard. Okay, I haven't been there myself, but this is what people, friends of mine are telling me. And even in the worst places in Australia, they're still not quite there yet where everybody's imagining, you know, 1940 to, you know, the, the 40s in Germany. Like, we're not quite there. We're, we're at the stages. Yeah, I know they've got the quarantine facilities. I know they got all that, but they're not like shooting people in the back of the head in the, in the thousands yet. You know, they're not, they're not kicking in people's door. Well, they are kicking in some people's doors, but you know, you, what I'm trying to say is you use that because that's an extreme scenario in Australia. That's a place that we watch that if it goes there in Australia, you know it's coming here in Canada and then it's going to come to other countries and then like the US would be the last place they would try that shit. So yes, that's where they want to go, but we're not there yet and something seems to be slowing it down. Something seems to be slowing that down. The news even in the alternative media, the alternative media is now being infiltrated top to bottom. You can see it. All these crazy stories and, you know, oh, my friend's brother's cousin's sister was talking to some military guy at some airbase somewhere and they were told that China's going to come in and in, after Christmas and just help the Canadian government go door to door and arrest people for not being vaccinated. Like these are the kind of stories people are sharing all over the Internet. And I would just caution you. I would caution you on that because this is the fog of war. And think about it. With all these things I've been telling you, and there's many other examples, so, so many people know what's going on now that, yeah, I'm sure the government would love for that to happen. However, we're in a position where I feel like that moment has passed for them. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you're like, Dave, we're totally screwed. There's no hope. Okay? But watch out for those posts. Watch out for those videos going around of people making obscene claims. Okay? You, start, you sort of cross... You, what I say is prepare for anything, right? Prepare for anything. Always be prepared. Number one, learn some self-defense. Learn how to defend yourself. Get backup supplies, you know? Get involved with your community. All the things that we can do, okay? Work within the means of what you have control over and do those things. However, being panicked about, well, this is what's going to happen. These predictions. It can work two ways, can it? Remember when everybody was giving people shit for giving positive predictions early on and going, oh, I see the date passed and look, you know, now Trump's out of the White House and Biden's in and it's all over. There's no, there's no... No saving grace here. We're totally screwed, right? Because people were trying to make, people were making predictions, which is not advised. They're like, oh yeah, by this date, this is going to be all wrapped up. Oh, they're going to be arresting everybody and all that. So yeah, on that side, people have no problem agreeing with me. Yeah, Dave, we shouldn't be trusting those people that are out there giving you dates of when all these positive things are supposed to happen because they're getting people's hopes up and that's just horrible, right? putting aside the fact that we're in the middle of a war and timelines change and strategies change on the fly. I don't know if you've ever been in a fight, but <laughs> you might have a plan in your head and then in the middle of the fight, something happens and the plan has to adapt mid-fight, right? So putting that aside, um, why wouldn't the same thing apply to all the doom and gloom predictions? 
Where's the critique for that? It seems like everybody's just in that headspace. So when someone goes and puts a, po a post like that, and that post I'm talking about just went viral on Facebook about some person at a military base in Canada saying, yeah, we're not supposed to tell anybody, <laughs> which is funny. They're just telling random people this. Yeah, we're not supposed to tell anybody, but uh, after December 21st, the CCP party of China is going to send the troops on the ground in Canada and they're going to go door to door and the Canadian government is going to go with them and they're going to take all the anti-vaxxers to concentration camps. I'm like, it was just too, I'm like, really? But people eat it up and they spread it around and it goes like wildfire. And because everybody's already panicked and everybody's feeling really marginalized and like isolated and oh my God, I'm the only one that's not taking this experimental jab and I'm the only one that's resisting this and questioning this. They're thinking the worst. And so, hey, think about it what you want, but I'm just telling you to be cautious about that. Because unless you can prove, unless you were the person standing, you can prove it and verify it. And then even if that military person exists that said that stuff, do you not think that there's also people putting this kind of information out there purposely to get into the alternative resistance movement here? People that just love freedom and truth and are trying to figure out what's going on and they just don't believe in complying with blatant tyranny. Uh, do you think that they don't want to muddy the, muddy the waters in that community and make people look stupid and keep the fear going? So let's zoom out a little bit and think about this, right? In the title of this episode, I called it Checkmate. Fear is all they have left. Fear is actually all they've ever had, okay? Because we're talking about a very small amount of people that are trying to wield ungodly amounts of power on the planet over everybody else. All right, it's been going on for a long time. And um, so if these people are actively engaged in trying to slowly, and have been for decades, if not centuries, slowly take the reins of power away from the people, slowly take it away, slowly corrupt the financial system, so that it turns it into a debt slavery system away from its original intention. Slowly take over the government positions and the seats of power. Slowly march through the institutions and take over the education system and the media board levels. And the, you know, you just, you take the seats of control and power over time. That is asymmetric warfare. That's the long march through the institution strategy. But at some point, they hit the foot on the gas pedal. Now, why would they rush it? Why would they get so sloppy? Why would they just come start coming out and saying it? I've always, I keep thinking about that. You know, that's interesting. What was it that caused them to change strategies from what they used to employ, which was this slow Fabian-like technique to suddenly just go, we got to go. It's almost like they're running out of time and they had to push it. And what were they running out of time against? Well, these people understand and study the higher time, not just the time on your clock that they gave you for based on the whole Gregorian system or whatever. We're talking about the higher time of the planets, the galaxy, the solar system, you know, the movement of the heavens. They understand a higher form of time. And so they know what kind of an age that we are moving into as a planet and every living thing on it. We're moving into a different age. I'm not going to belabor you and break it all down here, 
but they are very well aware of it. They schedule these events, these mass events on certain dates on their calendars that mean something to them because they know about this. They understand momentum. That's all time is, is understanding momentous opportunities. And so in one sense, you could say they sped this up because the momentum was shifting. The momentum was shifting. We're moving into an age of awakening. And so they had to do something to stop that. Now, maybe something happened where they kind of knew this is where the ship was headed. And they knew they had to disrupt humanity's ability to fully wake up and realize what was going on and take back the power. But it's as if that process sped up somehow where certain information started to reach massive amounts of people from various areas over the last, say, 10, 20 years. And it started to become really effective. And this thing we call the alternative media, which is just citizens and, and people that have come up to say, look, we're, we're done with the media. We're going to be the media and we're going to report source material and information to you and help people learn how to think again. And they couldn't compete with that with all their billions of dollars and all their airbrushed fancy flashing lights and all that stuff. They couldn't compete with it because more people were tuning in to podcasts and radio shows and alternative channels for their information. And they were turning away from the mainstream news. So maybe part of maybe that was part of the reason why they put the foot on the gas pedal was they're like, well, look at this. This we can't do this. This is why we saw the fact checkers come out. This is why we saw the mass historic levels of censorship where they're banning millions of people off these platforms. Well, do those millions of people just disappear off the face of the earth just because Jack Dorsey deleted them or Mark Zuckerberg? No, those people still exist. And what did they do? They went and started their own platforms or joined other platforms that weren't doing that kind of censorship. So they go, all right, well, they're finding a way around our control. How do we maintain control? And so in the process of them trying to desperately maintain control of the narrative of news events, they became more openly draconian and more openly tyrannical and more openly woke. And that's been their death nail again and again and again. Their ratings tell us everything we need to know. In Canada, I was looking at some of the like CBC news channels. You can't even find a video. You go on any of the videos on YouTube on CBC or CTV or BBC or Global News or CNN. You go on their YouTube channels. And I know it's not the whole population that we're polling on YouTube channels, but YouTube, I mean, come on, that's a pretty big form. That's an official Google platform. Most people watch stuff on the internet now than they do actually on cable news. And you see the vast majority of these channels and these videos are thumbed down. They have to start shutting off comment sections. I've been talking about this for two years. And it's, guys, it's worse now than it's ever been for them. Canadians are pissed. They finally have had enough. And then even the official polls that are usually kind of tampered with aren't looking good. It's actually almost impossible for them to look good at all, even no matter how much they manipulate it. 
So what do they do? More censorship. Let's bring out a, let's bring out a Facebook whistleblower. We'll, we'll, we'll copy the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Patriot movement and the freedom movement with these whistleblowers and we'll, we'll, we'll make a fake whistleblower to come out and the whole end result of that was we need more censorship. <laughs> but it was too obvious and people aren't buying it. And then every little thing that they try to do to counter stuff, you can see it, you can just see it in the, in the vibe. You follow it on Twitter, you follow it all over the internet, you talk to people. Most people I talk to, even if they're not fully awake, they're just not buying it anymore. They're like, yeah, something's wrong. Something's wrong. That's why it's checkmate. That's another reason. The more we resist, the more we put this information out, most people watch it. They see that it's innocent. You know, we're not calling for the death of people. We're not, we're not breaking any laws. And they see us getting shadow banned and censored and taken down and accounts taken down. And then even people that are just, they're not even owning a channel or they're not like trying to create, they're just making a comment or they're sharing posts from my channels or other people's channels. And then they're getting flagged and censored. The people are really starting to get educated about how this is working. And that is fueling more in their mind to counter this web of, of lies that they've been fed. And that's waking more people up. So then what's the next move? What, just look at the chessboard. What is the next move for social media right now? What's their next move? They've already banned millions of people. They're putting graffiti over every post you, po you, you post. Everything has a warning on it or a redirect or you have to read this site, World Health Organization only. Forget about the most documented you know, scientist in American history, he's, he's spreading medical misinformation. The World Health Organization, yeah, with Tedros and all those guys funded by Bill Gates and China. Yeah, that's the trusted news source. People, people are getting it. They're like, what? You know, now people are following the money. Like that, uh, when I had Chris Vleck on, and we talked about Vanguard and all these companies and the consolidation of, of ownership in the media and who owns the social media companies and who owns these fact-checking websites like Snopes and Pointer and all these different, and PolitiFact, who owns them? Who has controlling interest in it? Why is it so unified? It's unified. I had someone the other day, they're like, it's so weird how no matter whether you watch the BBC or CTV or any of these things, you get the same exact script. I'm like, yes. Yes, that's, isn't that ringing any kind of bells in your head right now? Aren't you asking questions? Like, yeah, I'm asking questions. So then you got to, well, just go follow the money. And now we've got these little video clips and so many of these interviews out there. So people are, people are becoming, people are learning how to become more resourceful and self-reliant and how to go out and find the truth for themselves because they know. They might not know what it is. They might not know the whole big picture, but they know enough now. They're seeing enough to know Someone is manipulating information. Something's wrong. Something's off. And there, I think we're getting to a point where that inner conscience voice is screaming at people now. And you can tell the people that are really trying to stay hardline, you know, Branch Covidians and just follow this whole, you know, full-on media drink the Kool-Aid people. They are struggling so hard to maintain some kind of coherence argument anymore. It's just almost impossible now. And what's, so what's the next move guys? More censorship. It's the only thing they've got. They've lost the debate. They've lost the scientific debate. 
They just obviously are never going to come out and admit that to you. But if you were an objective observer and you've got your reason and logic and intuition intact and you look at both arguments side by side for a lifetime of lockdowns and a gazillion booster shots for the rest of your life and wearing masks and muzzling your breathing holes and masking your children and, and compliance and walking in little pens like sheep and like that's that's one argument like that's that's the one argument that's what they want you to believe in that that's health that's the only way out you know burn your constitutions because of a virus right like that's their argument you put that argument on the table next to all the arguments that i've labored to bring to you by showing you the real experts and showing you just i've gone blue in the face showing you guys this stuff and so and and there's tons of people like me out there that have way bigger followings than I do that are reaching millions of people and they're covering this. And now we're even getting to the Joe Rogan levels and the, you know, higher up the fractal even there. And so, you know, they, th this, these liars and criminals, they have a real tough lie to protect because it's falling apart at the seams everywhere you look. There's study after study coming out proving the safety and efficacy of your immune system and many of these other therapeutics and, and these other things that can help you deal with any of these viruses. There's more and more evidence and information coming out about the damaging effects of these shots, these clot shots. And now they're vaccinating animals at the zoo. Like for the Toronto Zoo is now vaccinating the animals in the zoo. My wife said it the other day. She goes, you know what? I believe that people, a lot of people out there care more about their dogs and their pets than they do about themselves and their own kids. I was like, well, that's quite the statement. It's kind of interesting. Like, she's like, I think that, because she sees all these posts of these moms that are like, I can't wait until my kid, my two-year-old can get jabbed. And she's like, what's wrong with these people? She's like, you know what it's going to take? It's going to take something happening to their child. She's like, it might even be more impactful for these people to go and start vaccinating their dogs and their cats and their parrots and their goldfish for stuff to happen to their pets. And when stuff starts happening to people's pets, they're going to go, all right, that's it. Kids, humans, fellow humanity. No, we're not even going to have that discussion. But you come after my golden retriever. I'm on the front lines now with you guys. Like I feel it, it's, we're kind of joking a little bit, but in a weird way, there's something weird about that. No, like, I feel like these news releases, you, you start to wonder if someone's just trying to go, Hey, is this going to wake you up? Is this going to wake you up? Had enough yet? Want more? We, it's going to keep going. And it's, it's this, I don't know. I get, it's this weird thing happening. So now they're vaccinating all these animals in the zoo with COVID. So that, that means this virus is the smartest virus in the universe because not only did it magically jump, according to them, it magically jumped from bats into humans and then now it's jumping from bats to humans back into what? The giraffes at the Toronto Zoo? <laughs> what is this thing, right? So people are going, a lot of people, even that's waking up more people. Like, that's kind of weird. They're vaccinating all the animals of the zoo. All the people that love this are like, yes. I'm going to vaccinate my goldfish.
But again, every step they take exposes them further. It's getting more ridiculous. I mean, it was already ridiculous enough for me, like, like last year, man. But hey, for other people, I guess, you know, everybody has their different place for this line in the sand. So is it going to be them going after the kids now? Five to 11 years old. That's what's next. They've rolled it out here in British Columbia with the masks first, because before, for the longest time in BC, we didn't have mask mandates for kids. We, it was like 12 and up had to wear them, but 12 and under didn't have to wear them. And now they went, now the five to 11 year olds have to wear masks everywhere. Because what are they doing? They're trying to condition you for the vaccine. That's all the mask ever was. That's all it is. It doesn't work. It's a chain link fence trying to stop a swarm of mosquitoes. Go look at the size, the micron size of these viruses. Go talk to people that we've had. I've had people on that, you know, they're invent, they invented masks, you know, and they're like, yeah, this doesn't stop shit. That's why they, you know, so that it doesn't work. You're re-breathing your own bacteria, microviruses, CO2. You're making your body acidic. It doesn't work. You're damaging the psychology of children. So it's straight up child abuse. But th this was never about really the masks. The mask was a, a symbolic ritual gesture of compliance so that it could prep you for the shots, which are the new, you have to take, it's like when you walk into the church, you have to, dip your hands in the holy water and cross yourself or whatever. This is how they're looking at it. Like in order to participate, in order to, to come into the house of God, you have to comply to all these rules. This is how they're setting it up. And so my question is, all right, so now they're going to start vaccinating their kids. Well, look at this. Um, speaking of the mainstream media, even the mainstream media can't hide this. So when we go here, where's this article? Um, it is... Oh, did I not pull it up? Oh, I know where it is. Hold on. Give me a sec. It's here. We'll get to you, Alec Baldwin. Okay, look at this. This is from mainstream media in Canada. They're just talking about this all of a sudden. Why would they even want to talk about this? Parents more hesitant to vaccinate kids than themselves, researcher says. Of course... Look at this, Ottawa. Jennifer Hubert jumped at the opportunity to get her COVID-19 vaccine, but she's not looking forward to having to make the decision about whether to vaccinate her three-year-old son, Jackson. Three years old? You're going to give them an experimental shot like this? That's got historic levels of deaths and injuries already associated with it? Amongst adults, amongst teens, myocarditis, thrombosis, brain damage, seizures, Bell's palsy, immunodeficiency? And this is only the beginning? Those things aren't good signs, guys. What about long-term? Many of these cancers and prion diseases and other things don't show up for another year or two. Sterility concerns don't start right away. They start a year or two after. So what you're seeing now is just the beginning. And there's no long-term safety data. And the people that made it, aren't they're not legally liable in the event of any kind of death or injury. The government is sure not taking liability. They're trying to force this down your throat at the threat of losing your livelihood, your job. Soon they're going to start coming after your property. And they want to jab your three-year-olds with this and the parents are humming and hawing. I don't know if I'm going to get my... What the hell's wrong with you people? 
but she recognizes, look at this, this is how, so this is how, just spot the propaganda. She recognizes the safety and effectiveness of vaccines. Look at this. So your brain, when, when somebody reads this, this is just reinforcing a particular belief system in their head. She recognizes the safety and effectiveness of vaccines. Now, I could regale you with all kinds of information about general vaccines and the issues that are already present there. But let's put that aside, okay? Because I'll be covering that down the road. But what we're talking about right now is not a traditional vaccine. This is a different kind of experimental technology. That's what it is. This is a experimental technology. It's experimental because it is never before. And let me come back for this because I, I just have to. Sorry, guys. I have a real beef with this argument. I'm going to just blow it out of the water right now for you. Okay? So here it is. Here's the argument. Dave, they're not experimental. That's medical misinformation. I read that on Snopes.com that they did do experiments on this. So you can't say that it's experimental. Okay, just use some logic. You've been, this is how it works. The propaganda works because they're trying to give you simple arguments where there's no actual facts behind it. I want you to find the facts. I want you to debunk me, okay? I hope I'm wrong. But let's look at it like this. Have they ever used mRNA vaccines for the entire population of the world that were rushed to production allegedly within nine months? And have they ever used them on the entire planet without having long-term safety data? If you go to the actual nitty-gritty of the debate and you listen to the top scientists, the immunologists, the vaccinologists, Gersh Vandenbosch, Byron Bridle, Robert Malone, Peter McCullough, Kerry Maday, Judy Mike, we could keep going on all the experts that are questioning this with evidence, with going in and saying, we looked actually at your studies and you can't even get access. You have to be like a, you have to have a rank in order to get access to any of it. And even they're getting stuff hidden from them. So they're hiding the full spectrum of ingredients. They're hiding the full numbers in the trials that they did these animal studies, and we've got data on previous animal studies that were actually stopped, and they did these animal studies on just the mRNA technology, that they were stopped due to the damage that they did to animals. But then they go, no, no, that was a different one. This is, a, this is unique. This one's special. Well, it's experimental because they've never used this before, and we don't have long-term data on the entire population taking it. And the problem is they're expecting you to believe that everybody in the world is going to have the same exact response to this thing. That have they tested it on every single genomic type? Have they done contraindicative studies? Meaning will this vaccine interact in a deadly way with other vaccines? Will this vaccine interact in a deadly way with any kind of other drugs and medications you might be taking? Will this vaccine interact in a deadly way with any of the food that you eat? Is your blood type, does that bring any kind of difference into the mix? Your genetic history? Does your family have a predisposition to cancer or not? 
Does that change everything? Does your family have a predisposition to Alzheimer's or not? Does that change anything? So it's experimental because they didn't do those studies. So they're going to say, we did a bunch of experiments in our lab over at Pfizer, which, let me just remind you, has received the biggest criminal fine in human history and was also caught testing on Nigerian children illegally and actually had to pay over $200 million in Nigerian court to settle the case. And on and on and on we could go. That's just one company, okay? These guys are criminals. They commit fraud. They shred scientific documents. They silence whistleblowers on a regular basis. They get caught. They pay a fine. And then they do it again. And then again. And then again. And then again. So we're not dealing with some companies that are like, oh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Testing our products and drugs on a bunch of Nigerian children. That was a really bad decision. You know, because it, it led to deaths and, and maimings of children. And, you know, that was a really bad thing that we did. We're sorry. We'll never do it again. <laughs> First of all, if you believe that, I don't know what to tell you. But second of all, the fact that they did do it again and again and again and again. And here we are trusting these people with our lives and the lives of our three-year-old kids. And you're going to tell me this is an experimental? They've been experimenting on you for centuries. Go check out chapter four. Watch it straight through and then come back and tell me they're not experimenting on you. They've been experimenting on ways that you can't even imagine. And I could only scratch the surface in that chapter. Otherwise, it would be a 10-hour documentary. I just wanted to give you guys enough to go and, and follow the breadcrumbs yourself and go read about these things and go learn about the Milgram experiments and the MKUltra experiments and the Tuskegee experiments, the experiments they did on First Nations people in Canada, the experiments they're doing on the whole human race. And then they're going to roll this out, brand new, prior to this, never 20 years, had never come up with a successful vaccine against any kind of coronavirus and they want you to believe that in nine months they whipped something up they did all the proper experiments and studies yeah we totally know it's safe and then they sent it out and you got nothing to worry about well guess what not we don't have to have the debate we had last year before this came out where we're trying to go into the weeds on the data which is shockingly unavailable to the general public but that aside now we've actually got on the ground live data with just how much of a negative effect this thing is already having and it's just out of the gate. It's barely spread its wings yet, this shot. So she recognizes the safety and effectiveness of vaccines, but said she also understands her son is at much lower risk for serious illness than other adults or than older adults. Well, yeah, that's right. Children were dying of the actual seasonal flu in greater numbers than they did of this virus. And that's just, guys, that's just, I'm just using their official data and their official numbers. I know they haven't fully isolated it and proved it. I'm not saying it hasn't been isolated. I'm just saying the government hasn't said, yeah, here you go. 
There's a lot we don't know about this thing. But we can see, obviously, that the narrative they're telling us is missing a lot of information. So yeah, we know that kids are not at risk for this. They're not at risk. Any of these kids that passed away, you go look it up, you find out they died of cancer. They had leukemia. They had other stuff going on. They didn't die of it. They died with it, which is not a way that you diagnose people. So why would they do that if they really cared about you? If they really cared about telling you the truth and making sure that you're safe? Why would they be hiding things? Why would they be hiding anything? Why would they be censoring anybody's voice from the table right now? Wouldn't the whole human race, if this was what they said it was, wouldn't they want to have the meeting of the minds? Wouldn't they want to have everybody's voice on the table to find out what the best solution is? Why are they trying to territorialize this whole thing? Well, that's the sign that there's some fraud happening. There's a crime happening. So this article continues. To me, says the mom, it's not a clear benefit. Well, at least follow that. Whoever this woman is, Jennifer Hubert, follow your intuition on that one. What would benefit your child is some fresh air, some healthy food, less screen time, lots of love, and some jujitsu. Start them young. <laughs> and, you know, how did we treat flus and colds and all that before. Why, what's wrong with us, right? Like, look at the data. Look at the actual information that's out there. It's everywhere. So uh, look at that again, how they write this. While many parents were overjoyed at the news that Health Canada is considering approval for the first COVID-19 vaccine for kids age five to two. Hey, they just said it. The first, the first vaccine. They have got the approval of the first COVID-19 vaccine. So they're saying it's the first one, first one ever made. So it's an experiment. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Age 5 to 11 in Canada, parents like Hubert are feeling more trepidatious and public health officials said they are going to have a much more nuanced conversation with parents about vaccination than they did with adults. Really? A much more nuanced conversation? How's that going to look? And why would you change it? Like, you're trying to kill off all the adults? Oh, look at this. While 82% of eligible Canadians aged 12 and up are already fully vaccinated. Well, actually, this is disinformation, CTV. Come on. I'm going to blow the whistle. They've only received two shots. Already the third booster shot is here. If you go to Israel right now, I think unless you've had three or four of these things... You're an anti-vaxxer over there. So fully vaccinated, what does that even mean anymore? Actually, do I have that post? The Washington Post? What did the Washington Post say? I had it here. I just want to show you while we're here. I was going to pull it up. Uh, it's on my telegram. Oh, yeah, I got some good news about Rumble. Yeah, look at this. Washington Post, you're not fully vaccinated. You never will be. <laughs> Did I, doth my eyes deceive me? <laughs> this, is, uh, this is news to me, Washington Post. You're not fully vaccinated. You never will be. 
I agree with this because I know that this they're just they just want you want a subscription based uh, system to continually take these jobs and make these people filthy rich regardless of the cost. But what an admission that is. So uh, whoever the journalists are over at CTV News, you got to go talk to Washington Post. You guys get your story straight. You're mixing the signals here. You're making people become a bunch of anti-vaxxers. Uh, where else we got? Of parents with children in the 5 to 11 year range, 23% said they would never give their kids a COVID-19 vaccine. Only 23%? I don't trust those numbers. How did you do those polls? 72% of polls are just made up on the spot. Did you know that? 23%. Did they poll every single Canadian in this country and got that number or what? But yeah, if we go with it, 23% said they would never give their kids a shot. 18% said they would wait. And 9% said they weren't sure. According to the survey of 5,000 Canadians... <laughs> pathetic which cannot be assigned a margin of error because online surveys are not considered random samples so basically why do you even mention it there's nothing scientific about that but they're saying most most of the research that i've seen sort of indicates that parents are more hesitant to vaccinate their kids against covid than themselves said kate allen a postdoctoral fellow at the center for vaccine preventable diseases at the university of toronto there are several reasons parents might pursue she said or, sorry, there are several reasons parents might pause. Yeah, there are several. <laughs> Heart attacks in teenagers. The thickening of the blood. This is a blood clotting shot. It's happening all over the world. Stop denying it. Your most conservative numbers are already shocking when it comes to the VAERS databases and all these other Eurovigilance. Those are conservative numbers and they're shocking. And because of the censorship, we don't know the real numbers. And if they're censoring it, it's probably not an indication that the numbers are less than what they're telling us. It's probably an indication that the numbers are more than what they're telling us. And if you want to prove me wrong, show us the data. Show us the information. Show us the truth. All right, I got to move on. Good news. And I wanted to do this from the time.com article because <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I want you guys to see just how obvious it is. So this is time reporting on Trump's new truth social media platform. <laughs> so, <laughs> so by the way, if you're just tuning in, Trump announced he's launching this new truth social media platform. And if somebody like Donald Trump who is probably regarded as one of the world's top entrepreneurs who, and knows media very, very well and surrounds himself with very, very smart people and is on a mission to have the ability to put the information that he has out and to also offer a space where all of these people that are getting shut down and censored in the millions have a place to go and hang out and share information, he's, he's dedicated to that. Of course the media is going to try to piss on it because this is a threat 
to their empire. This is a threat to their ability to control the narrative. So, of course, they're not going to go, oh, hey, guys, Donald Trump, he's going to start his own platform. <laughs> it's going to be, look at this. What's allowed on Trump's new truth social media platform and what isn't? See, they have to put it in quotes, right? In the wake of former President Donald Trump announcing plans Wednesday to launch a new social media platform called Truth Social, the site's terms of service quickly came under scrutiny. <laughs> of course, because you guys are just, you're looking for anything, right? Russian collusion didn't work. <laughs> Everything didn't work. Despite advertising itself as a platform that will give a voice to all, according to a press release, which I'll read to you in a minute, Truth Social's terms of service state that users may not disparage, tarnish, or otherwise harm, in our opinion, us and or the site. In other words, any user who criticizes Trump or the site can be kicked off the platform. Truth Social did not immediately respond to Time's request for comment clarifying this cause. <laughs> Has anybody gone into this? I'll bet you there's already digs and threads on all this and how it's total bullshit, but hey, go check it out. Um... I'll bet you they're misstating what's going on. In a statement included in the press release, Trump said that he created Truth Social and his parent company, Trump Media and Technology Group, to stand up to the tyranny of big tech. Having been permanently banned from Twitter and suspended from Facebook for at least two years following the deadly January 6th insurrection, the most deadly attack on American soil in U.S. history. That's how the media talks about it. Uh, at the U.S. Capitol, reports have swirled for months that Trump intended to start his own social network. So I don't, I just want to show you just the, just the way they can't resist themselves. And guess what? All the people out there that were banned in the millions and all the people that are really getting pissed about having all their stuff censored on these social media platforms and they're catching on to the problems with big tech and they're sick and tired of having a, a monopoly control the entire conversation of planet Earth. Where do you think they're going to go the moment that this thing launches? This thing is going to explode. It's going to explode. And so they are panicking because they know what happens next. If you have two running experiments side by side like this, where you have a massive media platform, like this truth platform, truth social, and of course, it's going to have something that competes with Twitter. It's going to have a video platform, so it's going to compete with YouTube. He's going after all of them. Do you think anybody's going to hang out on the socialist media platforms anymore? Or they want free speech? Do, they, do people naturally want to be heard? Do people naturally not want to be policed and scrutinized by Big Brother, Big Tech? Are people naturally annoyed with having all of their posts flagged as medical misinformation or shadow banned or whatever? Are people sick and tired of trolls haunting their social media, right? Like, think about it. What is, what are these platforms anyways? And so the minute this launches, there is going to be a mass exodus. And we already know this, guys, because experiments have already been run. You remember last year when it was before Christmas, YouTube had a shutdown. What happened? Rumble got a massive boost during that shutdown. And then they come off like, oh, we're just testing stuff. And then remember the Facebook shutdown? 
50 million new people ran to Telegram. 50 million. That's what I heard. Either way, it's in the millions. Um, and it's been growing ever since. You can see it. Channels are exploding despite the censorship. I've seen people that have been censored even worse than me and their channels are still exploding on these alternative platforms because the, it's because the alternative platforms are exploding. So more people are on the platform, they're finding those channels, they're subbing it, they're watching it, they're sharing it. It's getting out all over the internet. They can't stop it no matter what they do. Social media is gonna be old news. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, your days are numbered. Especially with this coming in. And you, do you really think See, the, the media is going to try to make Trump look incompetent, that somehow there's going to be, it's going to be hackable. Oh, there's a story going around. Oh, it's already been hacked, guys. It's already been hacked. Trump doesn't know what he's doing. Do you really think Trump doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> with this? Do you know the man's track record? Do you know who you're dealing with? And then you're also dealing with the people, whether they love Trump or not. You're dealing with people that have had enough of the censorship. So as social media dies, as it is dying, as the mainstream media is dying, and it is dying, what's the next play from this deep state apparatus? What's the next play? More censorship, more control, smear articles, physical force, more coercion, bribing more people, trying to, you're going to see them act more criminal because that's how you protect a lie. When the lie first comes out, it's always these little soft defenses that are hard for people to notice. But when the lie gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where they can't even remember the script anymore, that's how messed up and confusing the lie has become because of all the different trajectories it's had to change and all these different webs it's had to spin over all this time. People can't even track it anymore. The, me, the people reporting it can't even get their stories straight. It's amazing. It's just amazing to zip back and watch. So people catch on eventually. Even the dumbest person on the planet is going to go, this ain't right. And they can't redeem themselves because if they were to say, okay, guys, you know what? Twitter has decided also not to censor people anymore. People are going to be like, fuck you. I don't ever want to see you again. It's over. It's over. We're breaking up permanently. When you have an alternative, tell me, if you had an alternative that was better than YouTube, better than Facebook, better than Twitter, everything combined, and guess what? Trump isn't the only one making it. There's tons of other people out there, entrepreneurs. I talk to them all the time. And they're in the works for building the new great big social media platform. It's going to happen eventually. Whether this gets through or that, it's going to happen eventually. Because this is what's happening in human consciousness right now. People want freedom. So that's good news. And that's why it's checkmate. Because the only reason this tyranny is existing right now is because of the media and social media. That's it. They've controlled the narrative, which means they've controlled the public mind, which means the government can keep getting away with lying to them and installing all these laws that are illegal and unconstitutional and immoral and not based in science. So then they try to cover up the science. They try to smear all the doctors. They try to erase the record 
of eminent people that had crystal clear uh, top level rankings in the medical world or the, any other level of this. And they're trying to erase these people. People are seeing that and they're going, why are they trying to censor all these people? What's going on? And that alone is what's waking people up. Don't you see? So the only place they have left to go is more of that, which means that's only going to have one result, which is more people are going to wake up. And it's going to be the end of them. It's like those business. It's like, look at all those restaurants in France. So this is an example, a minuscule example. All these restaurants in France, the minute they came out and said, hey, you can't come in our restaurants unless you got the Vax Pass, unless you show us this mark of the beast, you can't come in. So what do people do? They go, well, pff, screw you, man. We're going to go have our wine and cheese and croissants out in the patio. We're going to make our own little outdoor campsite there. And we're going to sit right in front of your business to teach you a lesson. So you see more businesses having to soften up. You see uh, certain places where they're trying to fire everybody. And everybody goes, well, whether they're vaxxed or not, they disagree with the vax pass and this tyranny. So they go, well, we're not showing up to work. So then they get the letter from the manager. Okay, guys, we'll roll it back. Come back. We need you. We've always had the power. You've always had the power. And they know it. They need us. As much as they don't like us, they still need us. So that's how I see it. That's one of the other positive things that we have to think about is that look at them tripping over themselves. They can't wait to try to take pot shots at a new platform that's just based on not censoring. And they know the public is going to just flee to it. Do you know how many people are going to go on this thing? Just take a look, a snapshot at the rallies that Trump has been at to see the level of support he's got in America and around the world. Do you know when he has rallies in the States, there's people in India and China, all over the place, China, they're watching it and they're having rallies there because of what? It's just about the idea. They're, they see what's happening and that's just going to grow. So you, if this man puts together a platform like this and all these others that are planning one as well, nobody, they're going to be like, YouTube who? What's that? Twitter? What a stupid name. No, I don't know what that is. I'm over here on the truth platform. It's the same thing that we did with all the platforms we're on right now. I'm just glad to see now we're going to get something that's going to be big because Trump has a big name in this. So good for him for using it for this. Uh, now, what else did I want to show you? We did this one. Okay. Actually, I was supposed to show you this earlier on. Let's do it now. So this is other good news with the police. Because remember, the enforcement of, of, this, of these government edicts, and remember, all these government officials are puppets, they're paid off, they're bribed, or they're threatened, okay? Let's just realize that. That's the state of things in the world. But who do they command? They command the Praetorian God, who are the ones that are going to come out and enforce their edicts. Now, obviously, we have a lot of knuckleheads out there that are just loving this. They love stamping on people's heads. They love breaking people's arms when they're handcuffing them, smashing them up against the side of a police car because they weren't wearing a mask at Walmart. 
but there's so many others that aren't like that and that have been watching in, in silent horror. And now that their jobs have been threatened, the government has just taken away every reason that these people had left to stay silent because they were trying to protect their jobs. But now that their jobs are threatened, the gloves are off, and all the government has done is just opened a world up to a whistleblower apocalypse like they've never seen before from the medical staff that are coming out right now. You can find their videos all over the place. And as much as they try to suppress them, they can't. Of nurses saying, look, I'm, now I don't have to hold back. I got fired for not taking this jab. So now I'm going to tell you guys what really went down in 2020 in the hospitals. And these cops are like, I'm going to tell you what's really been getting passed around with the memos behind the scenes in our police departments. I'm going to take a stand for the constitution of this country and based on the oath that I took to serve and protect, not the government, but the public whose taxes pay their salaries. So as the government takes those salaries away, these cops are like, enough. And now we've got them speaking out big time and it's just beginning. So that's another domino that's going to keep rolling. So this one, Mounties for Freedom, God bless them. Love you guys over there. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm with you. Mounties4freedom.ca. They did an open letter to RCMP Commissioner Brenda Lucky. Lucky or Lukey? So they sent this in. Now, it's a very long thing. I'm just going to do the executive summary, and I want you to go to the website, and I want you to read it, and I, I don't care what country in the world you're watching this stream from, please share this, because we need police in all the countries of the world, and I know many of them are out there as well, okay? But we need this example that has been set in Canada to start to spread around the world. we got to fight back. So they say this. This was issued on October 21st. Dear Commissioner Brenda... Lucky. I'll just call her lucky. She ain't lucky right now, let me tell you. We respectfully submit this open letter to express our most sincere concerns and resolute stand against the forced coercive medical intervention of Canadians. I'm just going to highlight that. Boom. And against the undue discrimination experienced by those exercising their lawful right to bodily autonomy. We are not against vaccinations. But as law enforcement officers, we cannot in good conscience willingly participate in enforcing mandates that we believe go against the best interests of the people that we protect. As Canadians, our constitutionally protected freedoms precede the government and may only be temporary limited, temporarily limited if the majority of evidence justifies such infringements as reasonable, provable, and guided by law. And by the way, I actually looked at the, one of the original Emergencies Act in Canada. I showed it on some streams last year. Um, I can't remember when it was brought in, the date. I, I feel like it was in the 90s. I got to look at it again, the date. But it was the original. When you would go to the Government of Canada website and you looked up the previous, because they always update and rewrite shit, but the previous standing orders regarding any kind of disaster scenario or pandemic or war scenario... Under this Emergencies Act, it said clearly that under no circumstances are the Charter of Rights and Freedoms to be put on hold, even during an emergency. So basically, in my viewing of it, 
There is no justification. None. I don't care if aliens are invading and blowing everybody's houses up. You still have a charter of rights to protect you from the government because I'm more afraid of the government than I am of alien invasions, okay? That's a contract between we the people and the government to keep them in check. So under no circumstances does that get changed because it's not like we're asking for a lot. If you read the charter, it's pretty simple. You have the freedom of movement, you have the freedom of speech, you have the freedom of association, you have the freedom of protection, you have freedom from being unjustly seized, detained, and arrested, and harassed. You have, you have freedom from discrimination, etc. That is never to be, there is no justification. Tell me a scenario where that can be put on hold. Especially because we know masks don't work and you never vaccinate people during a pandemic anywhere, according to Gert Vandenbosch, all right? Even if it did work, which it's not, clearly. But anyways, sorry, I digress. I don't want to digress too much. Here we go. I'm going to do it again. As, Can as Canadians, our constitutionally protective rights and freedoms precede the government, okay? So as experienced investigators, we look past that information. Sorry, we look past what information is provided and focus on how the information is presented. A proper investigation should be conducted as objectively as possible and follow the principle that it is better to have questions that cannot be answered than to have answers that cannot be questioned. Ooh, I like that one. Well said. A complete investigation must include full disclosure of all the facts of the case, even contradictory evidence. Why then is there little to no tolerance for free and open debate on this matter? Many credible medical and scientific experts are being censored. Accordingly, we rightly have concerns about the science we are being coerced to follow. I am so glad they brought this up. This is key right here. This is key. This has been one of the top arguments that I've used this entire time because it's the argument. Answer this question, COVIDians, government officials, Bonnie Henry, answer this question. And if we have to pull you into a court of law to force you to answer this question, then that's what we will do. Because this needs to be answered. Because people are dying because of this. People's lives are being affected because, not because of the virus, but because of the government policies. So they continue, as representatives of our communities within the RCMP and representatives of the RCMP in our communities, we have never witnessed such division in our country. This sense of us versus them will be further fueled by having a police force consisting of only vaccinated people while serving communities consisting of vaccinated and unvaccinated people, which goes against the community policing model the RCMP has strived to achieve. That is a really good point. If the police are chosen from among the people to speak for the people and protect the people, you would want to have representatives from both sides of this ridiculous situation that we're in. So as law enforcement officers, we already face higher levels of stress and mental illness due to the nature of our work. These have been compounded considerably by mandates that we believe are deeply unethical, threatening our livelihood and dividing society. Another good point. I know most people out there who like to point fingers and generalize against all the police don't have the spine or the mentality to be capable of doing the work that they do in dealing with actual legitimate crime. And I know there's a lot of issues within and blah, we won't get into that, but just I know that. The level of stress these people get under, the, what they put, the risk they take every time going out onto the streets, 
and all they do is get slandered by the media on both sides in general, it's egregious and it's wrong. And so it's good they bring this up to their commissioner to say, hey, we're already under stress. We already have people that are on the edge as it is with the job. Now you're adding this onto it to make our job even harder? And you're not allowing us to even have a discussion about it? No exemptions, no chat, no, no debate? That's ridiculous. So they continue, as federal employees, what is being done to mitigate this stress? Moreover, what assurances are we given that the injections will not cause short or long-term side effects? What steps will be taken to ensure members are compensated for adverse side effects? So that's the other problem. Not only are they just like, guys, go take it. There's no exemptions. There's no exceptions. But there's also no protections. Nobody is taking liability here. Nobody is. The government's not taking it. The pharmaceutical companies that are making it are not taking it. Fauci's not taking it. The World Health Organization is not taking it. Nobody's taking it. They just want you to take it. And then when you go, wait a minute, if you're putting all the onus on me and I decide I don't want that risk, and then you're telling me too bad I have to, what do you call that? What do you call that? So police officers are expected to press, police officers are expected to preserve the peace, uphold the law, and defend the public interest. We strongly believe that forced and coerced medical treatments undermine all three and thus contradict our duties and responsibilities to Canadians. We remain loyal to the Charter and Bill of Rights and ask you to send investigators to collect statements from medical professionals and other reliable witnesses who allege they have been silenced, putting lives at risk. Allow us to make this information publicly available to all so that the public can scrutinize it and achieve informed consent. That's all we're asking. Give us what we were promised. Give us the Nuremberg Code. Give us the Charter. Give us that. What, what's, what's so different about this? So it goes into detail and they go through the whole thing, go into the science. Look at this. They got appendix, censorship, discrimination, physical and mental health side effects, paralleling domestic violence, because these are the police that are, these are the people that are seeing the rise in domestic abuse due to lockdown and people going stir crazy, taking all their anxiety and frustration and fear out on their children. Everybody's drinking their faces off and taking God knows how many drugs now. And the kids get the worst of all of this. Because most, you know, whatever, I'll save that for another time. But just, you got to listen to the people that are there on the front lines, you know? You got the public interest. RCMP is already understaffed. And now you're going to make us even more understaffed, just like the hospitals, just like the medical profession. And then here's a call to action. And then they've got a bunch of notes and a bunch of sources. Because you can see they just want you to go and research for yourself. So hats off to you guys. Well done. And you're welcome on the show anytime for updates because we all want to know. Very happy about this. Um, yeah, let's do this one. Okay. I'm not sure if you guys have seen this. I just got uh, an email from, I don't know if anybody knows Christopher James. His show is called A Warrior Calls. So he's another truth warrior in Canada. He's runs a fantastic show. It's getting pretty popular. He's been fighting this on trying to educate Canadians and no matter where you're in the world 
about how the law really works. Right? The cult of the black robes. Uh, how it really works. How common law really works versus the maritime admiralty law and, and what your rights really are. He's very educated. He has fantastic guests on his show all the time. Uh, I was, it's so funny. I was just thinking, I, I had watched this interview or listened to this over the weekend that he did with uh, Maria Zach. I'm just going to play a few minutes for you. I, I really recommend you watch the entire, entire thing. It's, it's fantastic. It's entitled Breaking News Shadow Government is Being Taken Down. Okay, go watch this. Go watch this. But uh, I, I was, it was very synchronistic that one of his admins reached out to me because they had seen the interview that I had done with Corporal Bulford. And so we're just making this connection. And so I'm hoping to be able to get in touch with Chris, have a talk with him, hopefully bring him on the show because he's got a lot of great information. And uh, yeah, another Canadian warrior and another great platform. So, uh, and then Maria Zach, she's from the U.S., and I'm just going to play a few minutes because uh, I just want to give you the teaser of this and give you the gist because she's got some really, really interesting information. So let's take it away. In real time today, it is a war and it is one of the worst things we've ever seen happen as an attack in, in our lifetime. Yes, it is. Well, I'm, I'm so honored to have you back here. And just so everyone knows, Maria reached out to me right away here uh, to bring this. This is a special broadcast I'm doing. I'm going to be launching this tonight, Wednesday, not waiting till Thursday. So, Maria, if you can give everyone a very uh, short background of who you are, we may be hearing this for the first time, and then we'll fast track it to where we are today, and we'll pick up from where we left off. Sure, absolutely. I am the chairman and founder of nationsinaction.org, a nonprofit that's devoted to government transparency, truth, and uh, we use guiding principles of God, faith, family, love of, of our nations, and uh, certainly values and virtues. So the Constitution in America is one of our guideposts that we um, live by of giving people the opportunity and freedom to have liberty and freedom, but also to control their countries, that it's we the people, not the elitists, not a technocracy, not a plutocracy, but that of a republic. It definitely is. And the, the last interview that we did was absolutely explosive with this incredible information that was coming forth. So let's pick up right from there. I want everyone to go back and look at my broadcast of a couple of weeks ago. You can find it on all our platforms, Brighteon, BitChute, Rumble, and also uh, not on YouTube because they would pull it down, obviously. So bring us up to speed now. What's happened, Maria? I've been so looking forward to talking to you about this. Well, it's really fascinating because in my 30 years of government affairs uh, expertise, I've always learned about coup d'etats and, and uh, forms of government, but never in my life would I see so many forms infiltrate in America, the, the Democrat and Republican parties. And the big thing to me has been uh, seeing this government takeover, the weaponization of government, but also the government takeover of of uh, building of a shadow government where billionaires and experts have been doing everything they can to infiltrate government for their own bidding. So it, in the beginning, you would see certain things take place where businesses would say, oh, they want favors from their favorite politicians. They'd engage in political campaigns. But now because of Citizens United, the billionaires have the ability to create super PACs that give unlimited spending. So the, the gloves are off. 
they they enacted things that would enable them to have unfettered money into the system, which is an, a tool that has been used by the bad guys. Years ago, many folks brought me information that was very troubling and more and more people, I kept hearing things and all of a sudden I, I was given a plan by somebody of what was about to occur and it was about five, six years ago, and it was the Soros movement, the 2000 organizations that they fund and where they were headed. And the shocking thing is Georgia, Florida, Maryland, and Arizona were in those target zones. And we knew that they were going to infiltrate in different ways. They do mapping. They want to know everything about you, what you've said, who your friends are, how you make decisions, what groups do you attend, and then they figure out how they can embed the weaponization of government with these groups, and they embed them together so people can rat out anyone that doesn't believe in what their nefarious agenda is. So they created an entity at the global, it's called the Global Engagement Center in our United States uh, uh, Department, State Department, and it is an opportunity to target all the people who want faith and freedom. And they weaponize these groups from Soros to come in and call an, an 800 number 24 seven to rat out who needs to be deplatformed or removed or a certain comment removed from Facebook, Twitter, Google, whatever it is, that system has been in place and funded by American citizens. Wow. That's incredible. And obviously what we're talking about here, this is a massive attack against not only the people of America, but around the world. It goes beyond our election systems that have been completely hoodwinked and taken over for many years now. As I've heard, there's over 50 elections or more in the past that have been obviously, you know, compromised because of this this infrastructure that's been in the back that people aren't aware of. But the big picture now is obviously we're talking about mainstream media. All of them are in bed with this. And then obviously this colossal lie we have with COVID-19. So everything is coming to a head right now. So can you tell people a little bit more? Can we drill down now on who we're actually, this, this global shadow government is finally being taken down? Who are the players that we are going after here? I think it's fascinating because what you your uh, listeners will uh, will recall is that all of this started for us at Nations in Action of really coming to the head of the snake through our pathway of the election theft in America. And you're absolutely right. It was over 50 elections that the intelligence services have, have provided to us. Over, we were told 54 presidential elections globally have been, um, have been stolen to date. The, uh, the apparatus of how they function, you have your ceremonial government, which is, uh, you know, the White House with the action of taxation of, of people. Then it gets fed into the bureaucracy where the shadow government prior to the fall of Trump was about 60% of all government transactions in America were held by the shadow government. I am now told by people inside the United States government that it is easily 80 and going toward 90% of US government actions held by the shadow government. Departments and divisions are falling every day with people who have weaponized those departments. And everybody knows what happened with the FBI, James Comey, the Clinton investigation, Huma Abedin. It, everyone knew that's just not right. It's not making sense. Something's wrong. So 
I'm here to say not only is it wrong, but we were warned that people were taken into camps for, for George Soros to learn how to go in bed, how to get people um, uh, more weaponized, and certainly how to take over elections. So the use of Leonardo's satellite in Italy, Leonardo is the eighth largest defense contracting firm, and us putting that out in November, we basically solved the crime very quickly because we had amazing sources and partners that assisted us with that. Unfortunately, President Trump never knew about our work until December 24th, when I was able to tell he and Rudy Giuliani, one of his attorneys, exactly what took place. Uh, Rudy found out actually from President Trump on Christmas morning or between Christmas night when I gave him the letter and told him and Christmas morning at 9 a.m. when Rudy called me personally. So I was able to work with them. And uh, interestingly enough, I, I have a, an audio on my phone from a person that Mike Lindell outed in his cybersecurity uh, forum that he says is CIA. And i know that his track record says CIA and State Department former employee. And in this audio on January 8th, he says, don't worry, Maria, we're going to go save our Turadelia, but we need to know where your people are. Oh, I bet you do. You're the CIA State Department guy formerly, and you want to know where my people are that are helping me. No, I'm not going to tell you. Now, unfortunately, we had a kid go leak it and leak some national security stuff that um, he acts like he's a good guy, but he's really not a good guy. So we find it shocking that that um, people will take money for anything. So we want to know who's funding these people, both Larry Johnson and this kid. And I think it's really, really important that people understand the magnitude of this. These are billionaires who are controlling trillion dollar decisions. And they are deciding whether or not people have food on their table, Christopher. They are evil, nefarious people. They decide who's going to be a president of a country. The person signs a one-page contract, which, by the way, you have a special invitation because the people who are taking down the shadow government and working with us, our source, has personally invited you to come to the south of France and view the documents that prove the one-page contract with the, with the presidents of these nations and what they say in this one-page document. And you will have privy to other documents of geopolitical contracts that decide wars, decide taking of assets of a country, taking of natural resources and reallocating them in a country. They are buying and selling countries and those contracts are included in the batch that you will witness. That's, that's amazing. Okay, yeah, I, I I don't want to keep going on too long because it's you kind of got to listen to the whole thing. She really starts to get into the weeds with it. Um, I'll leave it up to your guys' discretion, but it's a really powerful interview. And uh, what's really looking at, look, when people start to go, well, there's nothing going on, there's no white hats, there's nothing happening behind the scenes. If you believe that, I'll let you believe that. But what we do know is that information is reaching all of us right now. And we definitely have to use our discretion, okay? But we're have you we're, you got to start looking at the big picture of how isn't it interesting that as 
all this information is dropping about election fraud. And as she said, this isn't just happening in America. This is happening all over the world. And people are really starting to get curious about it. They're even starting to form groups here in Canada that are very curious about what just happened in our last election. Um, and then, so there's information coming out about that. And then there's information coming out about this pandemic and the vaccine and the masks and the whole thing and the people involved. There's information coming out about some of these universities in Canada, like Winnipeg and Vancouver and whatnot, about some interesting gain of function stuff going on. Um, there's information coming out about other scandals politically here in Canada and elsewhere around the world. There's um, information coming out more and more about all this pedophilia, sex trafficking, human trafficking. Uh, we got, you know, some of these trials coming up and, and just it's drip, drip, drip. You got this Alec Baldwin thing. I don't know if it's anything big or not, but uh, really interesting. And by the way, about that, someone had said that I think I saw this on Telegram where uh, someone was mentioning, and I have to vet this, so this is just me coming off the top of my head, but someone was mentioning that there was a connection between the producer of this film, Rust, I think it was, where this was the set where Baldwin shot a blank at someone and that's what killed the person. That's the cover story. Uh, that this there was a connection with the producers and the movie The Crow, which everybody knows Brandon Lee was involved with, and we know what happened to him. He also was shot by a blank that accidentally made it into a gun. And so there's been some interesting things. I don't know. We got to look into all those details. But um, you're seeing more dirt coming out about certain celebrities. You're seeing people stepping down. Like we had the mayor of Calgary, Nenshi, one of the top, you know, dictators during this whole lockdown in Calgary. He stepped down from his position. Uh, I don't know if the person filling the gap is going to be any better or not, but just interesting to see someone like him resign. Um, we've seen other resignations. We've got Nancy Pelosi flirting with resignation publicly. And remember, these are all just what they say publicly. What are they not saying? What's really happening? What are they doing to try to save face? You got to kind of think bigger here, right? You've got all this stuff I showed you about the social media and the mainstream media. They're coming down. Dirt's coming out about some of their executives and some of the people involved in that. Um, we've got whistleblowers rolling out all the time on numerous fronts of different corruption going on in various different spheres in different countries. Uh, we've got all these side-by-side -side experiments going on where you still have Sweden standing strong with, without doing these draconian lockdowns, and they're not dead, so they survived, which should be a very important piece of this puzzle for people. You've got places like Florida and Texas doing full-on NASCAR events and baseball games and football games and, and thousands and thousands of people are gathering and they're not dying. This is not some massive thing where the pandemic is just taking everybody out over there. And again, so the, the public is seeing that, you know, slowly but surely they're seeing it. And on and on we could go. Whether there's something going on behind the scenes or not, something is happening. The truth is being brought to the surface, slowly but painfully but surely. And it's going to continue to do so. Because as I've said from the beginning, regardless of your stance on all the stuff going on, because remember, we don't know Jack. We know a little bit. We're just peering in to see what these people are doing. And we get little smoke signals here and there, okay? And we got to vet everything. And I encourage you to do that. But... When you take it all in together and you zoom out to that big 40,000 foot view, 
I, I will say this. I think it's impossible to sit back and say nothing's happening. I, if you zoom out and you see all these things and you really get into it and you, and you see what's happening, you can't sit there and tell me that nothing's going on. That the, the evil side is omniscient, unbeatable. They've already got it one. It's all just smoke and mirror. I, I don't know. I, I'm, there's always that sliver in my mind where I'm always, everybody's concerned about that. But then you always go back and you see those positive signs and you go, yeah, but all right, even if they do have the, all, the, all the reins of power right now, how are they going to stop this awakening that's happening? How are they going to stop? the tide of resistance that's coming. It's just growing. It's, and it's, it, it only, is it going to stop growing? Like, are people going to, tell me somebody you know that woke up to even just one of these issues. Say, let's go with the pandemic. Somebody woke up with the pandemic that you know. Are they going back to sleep right now? You can't go back to sleep. You might cave to peer pressure and take the jabs, but you're not going back to sleep. I see it all the time on Twitter and Facebook and I, I surveil these things and people send me stuff and you just see people coming out again and again. Hey, I took the jab. Is there any way I can get this thing out of me? I regret it. Or somebody close to me just died 24 hours after getting it. I've decided not to take the second shot and now I'm being fired. Now I'm, now I'm starting to see what's going on. There's people putting apologies up on their social media pages now. People are sending me apologies by text, friends of mine, that were scoffing at me last year. That's a positive sign. So that's got to be happening to you guys too. That's got to be happening elsewhere. And it can't stop from here. It's not like that's just going to suddenly stop and then... Everybody's going to go back to sleep. Like, it's just going to increase. There's only one direction. That ball's rolling of more people seeing this, more people leaving Twitter, more people going to other alternatives, more people turning the TV off, watching shows like this, learning about the details of things, learning from real people that care and are at least trying. So... I don't know if I did the best presentation of everything going on today. I know there's so much going on. I didn't even have a lot of time to compile all of this. There are some great Telegram channels and whatnot out there that are collecting all of these positive things that are happening. Balance out your thinking. Don't just glue your head to all of the negative dark stuff. That a lot of it is coming from where? It's coming from the media. Coming from both alternative and mainstream. This negative... It's hopeless vibe. And I would, so that's why I say, respect the enemy for what they're capable of doing. I'm not saying underestimate anybody. I'm not saying um, to have false hope. But I'm saying, what's the, I feel like people that critique me for having optimism, because that's who I'm speaking to right now. The people that critique me for having optimism I try to say, look, here's all these positive things happening. Do you have at least, have you felt like a glimmer of hope? Like maybe not the full thing, but do you feel like a glimmer of hope? And all I get back from these people is, yeah, but this, they're going to do that. No, and this, and they have this person and they bought everybody and it's all. 
And you can just tell the mind has gone into a downward spiral of just complete depression and implosion and hopelessness. I don't want you on the battlefield. You're in the way. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. Just if you, have that, if you have that mindset of being hopeless, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want you in my chats. I don't want you emailing me. You need to work on some internal shit to find the courage to at least admit this. That it's not over until it's over for you. So we might not be able to understand what's really going on behind the scenes. But don't start spreading all this paranoia and fear and negativity and pessimism all over the place. Because it's not serving anybody. Even if you were right and it's all hopeless and we're totally screwed. What kind of, what are you doing? So I'm saying if we're going to talk about information that's shocking and, and maybe some of it's true, I don't know, right? I'll leave it to you guys to vet it for yourself. I think a lot of it's nonsense. I think a lot of it is posturing like a bully does to pretend they're bigger than they are. That's why they got to poke at you and make fun of you and demean you. Other, why wouldn't they just take the punch? Why wouldn't they just go and finish you right away? Why, what's with the psychological warfare when it comes to bullies? It's because they're... They want more than just to beat your ass in front of a bunch of people. They want to humiliate you. They want power over you. They want to control you. And they know instinctively, even these kids in schools, they know instinctively if they can get you scared, if they can intimidate you, if they can belittle you and make you feel small, they can feel bigger. And it only works when you buy into it. They only feel bigger and try to act big when they know you feel small because they want to eliminate the threat of you not feeling small. Because they know if you feel big inside and you know what your power is and you know what you, who you really are, that you don't have to take their shit and you don't have to believe their condemnation of you. They can't control a person like that. They only have fear left. They've got nothing else. And yeah, they, who knows what they're going to do now? Because sometimes when you hit that bully back, they're going to come at you. They're not just going to run away. I've done it to a few different types. I've had the type where you smack them and they're, they just, they're gone. They were all completely fake. Then there's those ones that still have an ego and they are pretty tough. So they come back at you even harder. So you better be prepared for that, right? There's those types too. But if you can withstand that storm and put them down, it's game over. And then as I've said many times, my opinion is, if you're going to battle, which we are in, in a battle right now, you don't go in there feeling hopeless. And you don't come on my front line and try to spread a bunch of that fear, doom, and gloom bullshit amongst the people that are in my battle camp. Because that's not the vibe we're looking for. We're here to win. We're here for the prize. We're here to the end. No matter how many more trials we got to go through, no matter how much more pain we got to go through, no matter how much more tyranny we have to witness, I'm not giving up hope. I'm not giving up this fight. I'm coming home on my shield. If I have to. 
So if you are out there communicating information, even if you know something to be true, have some, have some thought about how you deliver that to people. And I hope that my goal with this latest chapter that I did, okay, as an example, and I'm just telling you the way I thought of doing this particular chapter of this Cult of the Medics thing. In chapter four, for those that haven't seen it, we talk about some dark shit. We talk about human sacrifice, the history of human sacrifice, sacrificial priest classes and rites and rituals like are just gory as hell. We talk about human experimentation. We talk about all this mind control stuff. And I'll never forget, my wife, she's very sensitive to that stuff, right? She, she, I remember she, her telling me, you know, I used to get traumatized by all those documentaries of World War II and stuff I'd have to see in school. And I just, you know, there's, that's something that just traumatizes me. So I don't like seeing all that. It, it, it kills me. So she was nervous to watch this chapter because she kind of knew what I was going to get into. And I told her, I said, let me know if you feel traumatized after watching it or if you feel empowered or how, just let me know how you feel. And she watched it and she was tense the whole time. You could see it because she was waiting for some image to come up or some crazy thing. And there was a lot of crazy stuff, but she was shocked at the end. She's like, I can't believe I finally learned the details about all those subjects and I'm not traumatized at all. I actually feel good. I feel like I'm glad I know and I, I feel empowered and I feel hopeful. And, I, and so before I released this to you guys, I put it through the ultimate screening and I screened it in front of a bunch of different people that I knew were very sensitive to these kinds of things because I wanted to see, am I doing service here? Because if I did a show, if I did a chapter that was just blood, gore, horror, oh my God, they're drinking our blood, it's horrible, it's fucking, they're testing shit on us like animals and it's just this horrible, dark thing. And like if it, it was just like, the darkest Alex Jones documentary you've ever seen. You know, if it was just that, like, I don't, I, w I wouldn't feel like I was doing any service to anybody because yeah, maybe it was factual, but if I just beat you over the head with Joseph Mengele and all that shit, 24 hours and just bang your head, if I just do that and then walk away and just go, here guys, let me just throw a little truth grenade in front of you of a bunch of, of human evil, like you can't even imagine, and the history of what we've done to each other, no matter what race you come from, okay? Nobody gets out of that history unscathed, all right? If I just drop that and walk away without giving some kind of context or philosophy or, or, or knowledge or hope or an understanding of the bigger picture, you know, everything from the musical selections to the imagery, the nature imagery, the imagery of the sky, there were certain things I put in there on purpose because we're talking to the right brain. We're talking to the, the deep part of you. So if I'm going to, that's my commitment to this series is I'm not just going to traumatize you. I'm not just going to induce fear in you and horror. That's what Hollywood does. That's what the news does. That's what all these black-pilled people do. It's hopeless. We just wanted to tell you it's hopeless. Here's our video documentary for three hours of us telling you it's hopeless. What the hell is that? That's not a message that's going to resonate. And if you do have some real big pieces to give people that are pretty dark, do you notice that there's a way to do it? There's a way to converse with people? There's a way to tell them without traumatizing them and giving them post-traumatic stress disorder after? 
I accepted the challenge. I said I could tell the world about the adrenochrome stuff, the human sacrificial stuff, the stuff that's done to children, the horrors, the stuff these people are really involved with, the deep, dark cults. I can tell everybody and leave them feeling empowered. That was the, mon the mandate I put in front of myself. I'm going to tell you that stuff that I know. But you're not going to leave feeling defeated. That's why you got images of Bruce Lee and Leonidas and William Wallace and warriors in through all of my work. Because it's never just bad news. It's just enough news to wake you up so that you stop trusting these evil psychopaths with your lives and your minds. And you start thinking for yourself. So in one sense, exposing the dark truth helps waking people up. But if that's all you're doing and you're not filling it with... You're emptying people out when you do that. You're gutting them. These people that are hopelessly connected to this storyline, these narratives they've been given, they're hooked into it because look at Bonnie Henry's doing it. She's coming out and going, make sure to be kind and love each other. And we'll get through this together. Don't worry. You just got to give us your freedom. But it's propagated. But at the same time, do you see how they did it? They, they scared everybody, but they also nourished them with this comforting little, but they were fake. I'm being real and you need to be real. And guess what? Anybody that's got blood flowing through their veins that's a human being that isn't completely lost will know the difference. They will know the difference between a propagandist that is just trying to put a bunch of sweet honey in your ear so they can manipulate you versus somebody that's trying to wake you up to some of these dark truths that you really do need to know about so that you know who you're dealing with and you recognize evil and you see it in yourself and you see it in the world and then they empower you with the knowledge of how to be a warrior and how to combat it and how to defeat it and how to win. So if you're communicating this knowledge to people, teach it alongside the knowledge of how to win, of how to be victorious, of how to be strong, of how to find courage when you face evil. You're gonna face evil in this life. You're gonna face tyranny and crime and sociopaths and manipulators and people that are gonna use and abuse you. You're gonna face that in this life, whether there's a pandemic or a global government being set up or not. Okay, so I can't tell you what the new age world wants you to do, which is just go, there is nothing bad happening. It's all just conspiracy. You know, just go sit in the lotus position and pretend you're floating in the clouds with Krishna and you'll be fine. That's not what we're talking about either. There's extremes. But you can, you can show people the truth and at the same time give them a suit of armor and a sharp freaking sword. Here. Grow stronger. You can't lift that sword yet? Grow stronger, and I'll show you how. You see that army coming over the head? Yeah, pretty scary. We better do something, right? But fear not. We stand on the shoulders of giants. We were bred from the blood of warriors and sages. Evil's not the only show in town. The dark side is not the only force at work here. It's, we live in a duality, which means it's both. It's not just all good and we don't have to worry about anything. And it's not just all evil where we're just totally screwed. It's both.
Well, it's not both of those things. It's the meeting of those two in the middle where you go, all right, there's some evil, but there's also some good. Yep, humans have ritually, brutally killed each other and cut each other's hearts out of their chests in front of everybody and waved them around while everybody screamed in just absolute euphoria. But we also invented symphonies and orchestras and music and art and literature and poetry and philosophy. We've got great thinkers that actually define terms for you already in the past. We've got... Yeah, we got the people that, the Stalins of the world that locked people into gulags and murdered millions of people and starved people out. But then we have the Alexander Solzhenitsyns that survived it and came out and warned you and not just warned you. See, I took a page out of Solzhenitsyn's book. He's a hero of mine because he didn't just come out with the gulag archipelago and go, it was all just shit and hell. All right, end. Like, <laughs> he wanted to inspire humanity again. That's why that book had so much of an impact. He told you what it was and what it wasn't. And it's the truth that clears up all of that fear inside you, even if it's a dark truth, told in the right way. So if I catch you on my chats, spreading doom and gloom and being pessimistic, I'm going to call you out because we need to stop that. Now, if you have something... If you have a rational thing to add or you have facts and everything, fine. But just, I'm trying to, I'm just, I've kind of had it with this fear on our side. The media is, they're just throwing fear at you all the time. Why are we playing out of their book? Do you know that these dark sorcerers that run this shit, they don't care whether you're afraid of COVID or whether you're afraid of the Chinese landing on your country to go knock on your door and kick it in. They don't care which thing you're afraid of as long as you're afraid. What if our planet was invaded by a parasite of some kind, whether it be of consciousness or whether it's physical as fuck, all right? What if it was invaded by a parasite? And that parasite parasites and actually survives off of our fields of energy. It's not so far-fetched if you really think about it. And what if the particular energy that gives them the sustenance that they crave is a particular frequency of fear-based energy? Just like there are creatures out there and bacteria, whatever, that survives off of cancer cells and mold and, you know, it's the same thing. They survive off the mold of the mind. They feed on your consciousness. They feed on your psyche. They feed on your energy, which is why they're setting the stage in the physical dimensions so that you operate in that low frequency all the time. So that that frequency of energy that is vibrating in your cells is what feeds this parasite. They get off on it, just like these Ted Bundys did, just like those Zodiac killers and the Son of Sam killer, all these horrible examples I have to show you, who they get off on torture, they get off on suffering and death. They're sadists. There is no light in there anymore, so they need darkness to feed off of. These are the vampires. They feed off of your high vibrational energy. So the way to win isn't just, well, do we get the right lawsuit in yet? Do we get the, did we sign all the right papers yet? Is the government finally going to go back to our charter rights? Or, you know, do we have enough people? Did I get all the tactical gear and I have enough guns in the house? <laughs> yeah, do all that stuff. 
100%. I live in the physical world with you. But I will, that's to the end, I'm going to tell you, the war is won internally first. You're not a target if you're not afraid. If you're not afraid, if you don't live and bathe in fear, what if that's the higher truth? What if that metaphoric scene in the matrix where Neil finally gets it and he stops trying to dodge bullets and he stops trying to fight these agents and he stops trying to run away from them and he just realizes what he is and his power and he just says no in a calm voice. And I love that scene because it also resonates with me that scene in The Last Samurai where that Tom Cruise character was he was gripping his sword too tight and he couldn't beat the guy in sparring and he, was, he kept getting whacked up. And then the guy said, you know, no mind, too many mind, no mind, be you. And he, you just see him relax. You see this relaxation that happens. And then all of a sudden he's like keeping up with the best guy. And then Neo, same thing. He just, there's this relaxation that happens. Do you see that? You got to see the little details. Neil isn't like, no. Did you notice that? He just was like, there's all these bullets coming at him and he's just like, it just hits him. He's like, no. Calm, cool, collected. No fear, no rage, no need. He was in his higher power right there. No. Y'all ain't shit, right? That was the vibe. It's just like, that ain't coming at me. That bullet, it's nothing. Now, I'm not saying you're going to go out and physically dodge bullets. We're making metaphors here. Please don't misconstrue what I'm saying. This is a war of consciousness first. I'm not telling you not to prepare in the physical world. I'm not, you should, but how are you preparing? Are you preparing with shaky? Oh my God, I've got to order like 17 AR-15s and I got to stock my house for 14 years full of all like my Patriot supply and all that shit. It, with this frantic energy, you should be armed. You should have storable food. You should have water supplies close to you. You should know where the fishing spots are. You should know how to hunt. You should know where your community members are. You should form tribes of people that you can rely on to protect you. You should start studying the law. You should do these things. But what energy are you bringing to it? Are you bringing that energy of panic and fear that these creatures feed off of and will concoct anything on either side, mainstream or alternative, to keep you in anxiety where you're just vibrating there all the time. Oh my God. Oh my God. If it's not the Rona that's going to get me, it's the vaccine. And if it's not the vaccine, it's going to be the cops kicking in the door. And if it's not the cops kicking in the door, it's aliens going to be invading and asteroids are going to be falling. And the climate is going to melt down in 10 years. You know, like they just want fear and fear and fear and fear. What if none of it's true? True in the sense they want you to be. Because they, if they can get you to fully commit and bite down on it, they've got you. It's checkmate for them. What if checkmate for us is to just realize it's a matrix, realize it's all psychological operations, realize that we've had the power all this time, even as individuals, especially as individuals. See the G. Edward Griffin section in that chapter four. That was one of the best arguments ever put out there about how there's no such thing as a group. It's all an illusion. There's just you. And um, just recognize that this physical body is a limiting thing that is uh, 
it's finite in its lifespan, but you are animated with a conscious that is infinite. And that there's a frequency that there's a magnetic something, there's an electromagnetic energy field, morphogenic field, resonance, whatever words you like. There's something that's magnetic in this universe we inhabit that what you're putting out, you get back. And it's not the conscious stuff. It's not. Just by sitting there going, protect me when the thing happens. Please protect me. If it's coming from fear, you're going to get fear back. You're going to get the result of fear back. It doesn't matter what words are coming out of your mouth. It doesn't listen to English language, God. It's, it's, it's an energy thing. So when you are praying or meditating or communicating or thinking, it's really important to center your energy first and then do it. Don't go, don't just panic when you do it. If you want to do positive work like that, true spiritual work, you have to be grounded in your strength, in your power first. And it's the energy that is being responded to, not the words you're saying or the thoughts that you're thinking. It's the energy that's behind those words and thoughts. That's where the power is. So if you're asking for guidance and protection, be centered in that great gratitude zone. Be centered in that strong, loving, courageous part of yourself when you ask for it. Don't be, oh my God, the sky's falling. I need some protection. Can I get some protection? Or you start punching holes in your drywall. Why isn't this happening fast enough for me? Why isn't everybody waking up? We're running out of time. Yeah, yeah, the clock's ticking down. This is the final rounds, okay? We're in the late stage. It's getting real close, trust me. But I just feel like I had to say that, that there's, don't forget about the consciousness factor. Don't forget about the energy factor. They want you rooted only in their world that they can control so that you're playing on their tilted casino chess game and that's where they can win. When I got to train with uh, George St. Pierre at an event once we'd had in Ottawa, a bunch of dojos got together, they hired him, he came in from Montreal, he taught us a whole day workshop, it was so fun, he's just such an awesome guy, a true martial artist, a true Olympian level athlete, warrior, great person, right? And I'll never forget it, I walked up to him, I got an opportunity to ask him a question, and I, uh, I asked him and I said, you know, I was, I was younger, so I was thinking, you know, what, what can I do to get better cardio and what kind of, I, I want to have that, you know, I want to have that machine-like body that GSP has. You know, I remember thinking that and I asked him, like, what do you do for conditioning? How are you able to outlast all these incredible opponents you've had? You've fought against some of the best athletes in the world and you always, like, you're able to outpace all of them. What kind of, con and I, I, I thought, what kind of conditioning is it? What are you doing? What kind of, what kind of push-ups do you do? <laughs> and he just looks at me and he goes, it's a good question you ask me. He goes, um, the truth is, it's not about conditioning. You have to do conditioning, obviously, right? You have to. But the strategy, he said, in the fight that he had was to make the opponent fight at his pace and to never fight at his opponent's pace. And the only fights he lost were when he didn't follow that. And when he learned that, that changed everything for him. 
And that was his answer. He was like, it's about controlling the pace of the fight. And you control the pace of the fight by making your opponent fight your pace, where you're comfortable. They're not comfortable fighting at your pace because they want to fight at their pace. The deep state wants us to fight at their pace. They want us to play their game. They want us in their courts fighting those legal battles their way so they can win. They want us... They want us screaming in this. They don't care if we're exposing them as long as we're screaming and we're freaking out and we're afraid. That's their pace. Fear is their pace. What's our pace? What's the, what's the pace that we need to fight in order to win this in the long run? Whether there's white hats helping us or spiritual forces or Pleiadian councils or not, whether we're just all alone and we're whatever it is, how do we change the tide of this fight? Is it really trying another class action lawsuit? Like, I, I wish nothing but success to everybody doing that. We need to do it. People need to do it. If you're called to do that work, do that work. But what if the reason we're not fully getting the edge that we need yet isn't because of what we think it is? What if it has to do with the fact that we're all oozing anxious fear energy the entire time so which means we're fighting their pace even if the things we're doing are right the way we're doing it is wrong and that's why we're not winning just yet it's just a question i don't know i'm just putting it out there what do you think does it make the difference has anybody ever competed at a high level in any kind of sport before and the reason i ask that or or uh, if you've had a crazy challenge or a trauma in your life have you noticed that your mindset and your energy changes the outcome in those scenarios? It's not just the person, like if we're talking in a competitive or an athletic sphere, it's not just the fastest, strongest athlete that wins. This is why I love the Rocky movies, because it shows, like it's not just the Ivan Dragos that win. If the guy has heart and he knows not to quit and he's got that spirit and he's not afraid and he's ready to die for, for this win, those are the hardest opponents to fight, even if you're more skilled than them. I've even seen it in my life. I've experienced it where I've lost to people that are not as experienced or technically trained as I am because I didn't have the heart in that fight and that person had nothing but heart. I've also been on the other side of that where I've fought and beaten high-level black belts and high-level world championship-level people rolling off the couch, not even training because I brought spirit and heart to the fight. So energy does make the difference. It actually makes more of a difference than all the chin-ups and push-ups you could do. So using that metaphor in this fight that we're in, doesn't it make sense even a little bit? You tell me if it has any merit. I think first your foundation is your energy field. And from that place you go out and you serve and you do this work. If it's anything short of that, you're fighting for the enemy. That's how I feel. So I had to get that off my chest. I hope, uh, I hope it resonates. I hope it encourages you. And that's what I'm trying to do here, guys. I, I, don't, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know how things are going to go. I'm not predicting anything. I'm not here to tell you, oh, you know, January 1st is all over. Like, I don't know. It's going to take as long as it takes. Is everybody awake yet? Is everybody energetically enlightened yet? Well, then we're pack it in. 
batten down the hatches. This war's over when we say it's over, not when they say it's over. If we give them the mantle all the time and go, well, they're controlling everything. The government's controlling me. They told me I have to wear a mask. They told me I have to vaccinate my kid and my pet, my pet pigeon. Well, just because they told you you had to doesn't mean you have to. And if you have the courage, you'll walk into those grocery stores without wearing your mask. You'll walk around and be like, yeah, you can have my money or my Vax Pass, but you can't have both. What's it going to be? And they're going to be like, well, we want your Vax Pass. Be like, all right, I'll take my money elsewhere. There's a place up the street, sells the same shit you do, and they're not like you. So I'm out of here. And you just start doing it. And if more people start doing that, it's over. Your boss tells you you're fired unless you comply and you don't agree with it and you're concerned about the risks. Why would your brain then tell you, well, I guess I'll take the physical risk to the rest of my life and bend the knee and destroy my whole self-confidence and my belief in myself by just doing what I have to do because I want to keep my job. That's the mindset of a slave. And I'm not trying to be insensitive, guys. I'm not, I understand how hard it is. Trust me. I'm an entrepreneur. Do you know how many times I've had to fail to get here? To the point where I've been able to gain the skills to work for myself and work for you. So you have to start, be, uh, oh, you have to be resourceful. If they're putting a gun to your head saying, take the jab or lose your job, start thinking about alternatives. If you're going to stay in alignment with your principles and you have to be ready to go, even if I have to lose income, even if I have to start hunting and gathering again, I'm not complying out of principle alone. That's, that's how much you have to love freedom. That's what it takes. It takes, that's the sacrifice for that. It's a personal one that you do willingly because you realize what you're up against. And it's a, it's a crazy situation that we're in, but it's your fear. It's your fear of not having enough. It's your fear of losing your life. Trust me, everybody's afraid of losing their cozy jobs and their cozy life, and I get it. And I, I, it's a, I have nothing but empathy for people out there right now in that scenario. But what is this telling us? It tells us in this time, we have to think differently. We got to think outside the box. We got to find other alternatives. This is your opportunity. There is a lot that you can do now online and there is places to go. If you need to make income and you need people to support what you're doing, there's options out there. And it's funny. I'll tell you this real quick. There are many moments in my time being an entrepreneur. So I left the normal job life and I've worked probably in 50 different industries. I just kept going from one to the other because I kept getting bored and I hate, I, I really, I'm always wanting, I've always wanted to work for myself, you know, but I did it and I did a good job everywhere I went. But there were many times when I finally stepped over the edge and when I'm starting a business, I'm going to do it. I'm going for it. I'm going to be poor for a while. I'm going to do this. And there were many times when I thought about dropping it and just going back into the workforce and being unhappy. Now, maybe you're happy in the workforce and that's great. I just, for me, I'm just sharing my experience. Um, and then I would start something and it would do well and everything was great. And then challenges happen and you lose staff and, you know, 
another guy opens up next to you that's got more to offer and you just get, you know, like just stuff goes on. And then I got shut down at the beginning of this lockdown. So I went, all right, I'm moving online now. I'm going to move on that. And then, and what I learned a long time ago was just how to adapt and to trust myself that I could adapt, that I could find a different job, that I could start a different business, that I could find a, another idea. And funny enough, when I brought the wrong energy, the panic, the desperation, nothing worked. Nothing worked. Every time I brought panic and desperation, it always, it never worked. I never got those jobs. I never did well at those jobs. Those business models never worked. Those ideas never worked. The ones where it was truly the right energy behind it, it was like magic. The right people show up. The right thing happens. The right timing happens. It, it's shocking. And you have to learn to develop that trust and that faith. But it all starts with you having that trust and faith in what you can do and who you are and rising up into your greatness. And I honestly think, guys, this whole thing, if you zoom out of it on the big level of this planet being a place where human souls come to evolve and grow and develop, and then there's this constant unfolding that's going on in this universal space in which we inhabit, then on the bigger cosmic level, we're getting exactly the level of opposition, the threat, the... So everything, we're getting everything we need to help these souls evolve, to help our minds evolve, to help our bodies evolve. But we don't see that because we don't see the forest from the trees. We just see the tree and we go, ah, there's no way around this tree. If you zoom out and you see the big picture, you'll see that there is divine providence. There is a bigger plan happening. And we might have to stop trying to convert the world back to the way it used to be. That's what people are trying to do right now. They're trying to go back to the old world. Let's get back to normal. Let's just get back to normal. Let's just get back to normal. Was it really that normal? Us being in a state of blissful ignorance while untold evil was happening around us that was just more hidden than it is now? All we're experiencing now is just that it's coming to the surface more. But going back to normal... Did we really have the freedom we desired before this lockdown? Was it really ponies and rainbows before? Now, I'm not justifying what these great reset bastards are trying to do. They're using this as an opportunity to get what they want. What if we use this as an opportunity to get what we really want, which is a world free of this evil, that this evil is not the one running the show, that... Real freedom is achieved for once instead of the illusion of freedom. Real wealth is achieved instead of the illusion of wealth. Real health is achieved instead of the illusion of health. Real community is achieved instead of the illusion of community. So instead of us trying to get the world back to the way it was, why don't we, why don't we try to push the world forward with this and go, well, they're taking an opportunity to make their new world order. Why don't we take this opportunity and make ours? And what if that was the animating spirit behind everything we did? Was not to just return it back, but to improve it. And I know that's hard. I know that's hard for people to think because they're like, dude, we already have a big enough task just trying to get it back to where it was. But maybe it's not possible to bring it back to the way it was, no matter what we do. Maybe the only way forward is actually forward. And this could be an opportunity 
that we have as a species on this planet to actually hyper-evolve, not just a little step forward, but to skyrocket forward. What if when we win this, we don't just win against some vax pass. What if we win the whole game? What if we think about that? Because here's what's going to happen. What if tomorrow government comes out and goes, okay, guys, you caught us. Or they're not going to say that. They'll just go, look, you know, the virus vanished. You know what? We don't really, you're right. The vaccine isn't really that effective. It's killing some people. We'll roll it back. And uh, we'll just flip the switch back and give you back your freedoms. Uh, the illusion of freedom. We'll give you back your privileges as slaves. That wouldn't be really any evolution. It would, everybody would go, oh, my God. I don't have to do the masks anymore. I don't have to do the vaccine pass, but I get my job back. I can travel to Mexico again. Do you know how quickly everybody would go back into ignorance? It would be like this. All the people I'm like, look, there's a great awakening. It would be like, oh shit, it's, it wasn't, it was fake. Because we didn't really learn anything. We just went, oh, okay, finally, we got it back to the way we wanted it. So my suggestion is let's, Let's end this with a bang. Let's win the whole game. Let's, because the same people responsible for this pandemic were responsible for a lot of other things too. Because this was never about a virus and stopping virus. This was about installing a new government economy system. And this was about knocking off a big chunk of the human species and the rest that remain to be completely subservient. So, if we just win the pandemic and not all the other stuff, they'll just come around with something else. It'll be climate change. It'll be asteroids. It'll be something. So not only should we win the whole game, we have to win the whole game. We ha justice has to happen. Exposure of the truth of what's really going on has to happen. A, a better world has to be achieved. Because Normie World ended in March of 2020. The world ended. Now, either it ended and then this new worse form of a world is going to be born out of the ashes of that old world, or that world ended so that we could fight the battle of the Black Gates and win the battle of all time to propel us to a level that we can't even yet imagine is possible. Imagine a world without these dark people at the helm of every table running everything towards this control system. Imagine a world where health wasn't dominated by a, a handful of criminal organizations that have a track record of death and destruction that would make your head spin. What if there were actually good moral people in the right places, doing the right things. What if we actually learned how to rule ourselves? We didn't need these people anymore. What if we grew up? That's the world I'm fighting for because that's the only world worth living in, right? So guys, that's just, that's how I feel today. This went over time. I hope it's relevant, I hope it helps. Let me know what you think. That's just where my mindset's at. And I believe it's all about mindset. And then, when, so the final point would be when you do achieve as an individual right now, 
when you do achieve that proper mindset where you're in your center, I'm not saying you're not going to have fear and anxiety and all that. You're not going to completely get rid of it, of course, but you've, you've, you're doing the right things to manage it. You're getting centered again. You're preparing yourself. You're expecting, you're accepting what's happening to a certain degree and you're managing your expectations properly. And then you're actually being productive in your life towards what you do have control over. And you're not killing yourself slowly by fretting about the things you don't have control over. When you can get yourself into that center, in that moment, you are free. And in that moment, you will be able to think more clearly and then it will become known to you what your mission is right now. Because I believe every one of us has, if we're still standing, if you're still standing right now in this battle, you are standing for a reason. There's something, you answered a call. You answered a call. So in order to do service to that call, you have to take care of yourself right now. You really, really do. Even if it means pulling away a little bit, a little bit more alone time, whatever you need, you got to take care of yourself right now. Take care of yourself and your loved ones. But focus on that. Focus on getting that foundation of the mind and the consciousness. Get your body right. Get your mind right. Be balanced. Get, the, get enough sleep. Try to, to work on those things because that is what you have control over. And then from there, you'll be surprised. Then you're going to start to have other ideas you never had before because they're not bouncing off this little wall of fear you've built in your head. They're now free. That's freedom. Freedom is freedom from fear. That's the first freedom. Then the next freedoms are achieved. So I think it's just about maybe getting, just as a suggestion, it's, it's just about getting the house in order and getting the right things in the right sequences together. So if you have a good, like in karate, you know, you have to have a good stance. Like they're very stressful. They, they're not stressful. They stress the fact that you have to have a good foundational stance. You have to be a strong stance. And from that strong stance that you have, where you're not just blown over by the slightest breeze, from there, you can do all that other stuff. All the other stuff doesn't happen if you're tripping over your own feet. Okay, so you start with stance, you start with footwork, you start with positioning, you start with posture, you start with breathing. What's different about this war? It's just all happening in here instead of in the physical, right? So get the stance right of your mind. Get the breathing right, literally, and also figuratively, of allowing your higher self to come through. And uh, from there, man... If more people are in that frequency, more people are going to have better ideas. More people are going to be more optimistic. are going to have the energy necessary to win. If you're depleted with all that other negative stuff along the way and you're still fighting that battle and you're beating your head against the wall, you'll, you're killing yourself. The enemy doesn't have to do nothing. It's too much. It's not balanced, right? So get yourself in that centered place and then from there... You'll probably have ideas you never had before. You'll, solutions will present itself. And then if this could happen exponentially, I feel like that's going to give us a better chance all around. So there we go. That's the show. I had some other clips, but I've gone over time. Uh, I think you guys get the gist. Let's stay positive. Never give up. There's always hope and not blind hope. Real, tangible hope. Because here we are right now. And as long as you and I exist and we are fighting, 
there's a chance. There's a chance. And from there, it's going to grow, and the chance grows as well. And the chance for these bastards decreases every single time we take their power away from them. And on a spiritual level, we tell them, you have no dominion here. You have no dominion over me. You don't own me. You don't rule me. So you can't control me. I answer to a higher power. They run every time. You've just put an energetic wall of protection around you from those parasites. And that's the battle that you definitely can win. You can win it right now. So that's it, guys. I'll let you go. Uh, what's going to happen the rest of this week? I've got some work to do. Next week, I'm going to have on another fantastic guest. I'll do an announcement. Make sure you follow me on my Telegram. I'll update you guys there. Uh, lots coming up in the pipeline. Uh, make sure to also go check out Unslave. We just rolled out some really cool interviews over there, unslave.com. And uh, that's pretty much all I got for you. So I hope you're well. Stay in touch on social media. And I'll catch you next time, everybody. Cheers.